0: It's back, and for the last time. And we're all emotional messes, aren't we?
1: Ian had some really good stuff to say last night about Is, it.
0: Wasn't that so cool that he's what he said on the video?
2: Yeah. What'd you say, Ian? Um, I said <laughs> I'm just trying to remember what I said. I had a whole day of work. Sorry. Um, it's it's we're this is the last time we're going to get a season one, I mean, episode one of a new season of Game of Thrones. It's, I was driving out to vint not Ventureth, um somewhere far yesterday. And I was thinking, it's like the previous seasons, we, we were so excited that Game of Thrones is going to be back. And, you know, just knowing that there's going to be more, but now it's like done. There, there will be no more after we get through these six. So yeah. I think all of us are kind of like, there's that heaviness, and with, with me, a sadness that goes along with the anxiety of watching a season of, of Game of Thrones. So, yeah, this is our last episode one we will ever have.
0: Ugh, dude.
2: <laughs> dude, we, we, were, we were, like, already wah, crying wah, wah. before <laughs> it, really it started, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> the theme that you heard coming into this, um, Andre, that is Andre playing. It's awesome. Wonderful. Um, you can see that on his YouTube channel, um, Andre Magalhães, M A G A, Maga, L H A E S on YouTube. Go look him up. He's got some uh, lovely stuff on there. So he played that theme for us. Thank you so much. You're Lord. Welcome. Uh, this one, this first episode, the the first last episode, our,
2: our, our last episode one.
0: Uh, Game of Thrones, season eight, episode one, Winterfell. It's written by Dan Hill and directed by David Nutter. David Nutter's awesome. He just really knows how to just do this. And um, he's just a humble, lovely, delightful man. And Dan Hill's script was just fantastic. The writing of this episode was amazing. And then the most thing out the gate, like we were squeeing before it started. We were crying before it started. Yeah.
2: We were definitely crying before it started,
0: and then the opening came on, and I think we all—I don't know if you could hear us all the way over there in West Virginia. I felt like I could hear you all the way over here in Los Angeles <laughs> when that new open comes along, and we see the broken wall. Oh. We start from the broken wall. <laughs> yeah, it was like ah. <laughs> so our new open, like just we're winners here, and everything snow covered and. We're moving around different places on the map. We're so used to seeing things in that way for all of those years, and so you know, eight years later, here we are.
2: And all, and we've omitted all of the fallen houses. Yeah, you know that was that was kind of trippy. Yeah, not that, seeing, yeah, I was, you know, I was really surprised.
1: It was crazy. I, it, like
0: no, nobody. Wait, we ain't going to the Terrell house. We ain't going over these other people's house. So yeah, help me yeah. out. We go past the broken wall. Is that little circular thing just outside the broken wall? Is that the last hearth? Yeah. Okay, that because it usually visits the places that we go in the episode, right? Because I had the mm-hmm. gift down. It's not the gift. It's the last hearth. That's the Umber, yeah, um, house or castle. Then we go into Winterfell, and we're over Winterfell, and we're spinning around, and we go. Oddly enough, I think there's something to the order of these: Great Hall, Godswood, Crypt. Is that... I didn't really pay attention. I'm, I know super nerds out there do this. Is that how the scenes went? Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. And then we were in King's Landing, and we go Red Keep top down, the aerial, and then down through the the, the tower to the crypt, and then the Iron Throne is where we end up there. And then yeah. the Astrolabe, before even all that, had three new additions. We had Viserion and the Wall. You know, he's tearing mm-hmm. the Wall down like fire dragon, ice dragon breath, And then the Red Wedding, interestingly enough. Hmm? Mm. And then Danny's dragons being born. I was like, what's up? What's up with that? So a lot of stuff there. A lot of gorgeous stuff going on. And again, I was just screaming. So here's the thing I want to just say. I don't want to linger on this too long. And we're going to get to the the open in general. I'm just going to plant this in your mind. There has been long held a fan theory that there is a dragon sleeping under the crypt of Winterfell. Just keep that in our mind as we kind of go through the series and we get to the dragon stuff. I don't know if it's true. It seems like it's a little bit late in the game to be Mm -hmm. doing something like that. But the crypt, I guess the crypt is significant because this is where we get news. This is where things happen, of course. This is the lineage. This is the Starks. So it could just be a weird theory that's out there and it's tinfoil and... All right. Interesting. So you guys, open.
1: Well, you said the the red wedding is in the Astrolabe.
0: It is, isn't it? That's my so, high.
1: That's crazy. I thought
0: it was the red wedding. Yeah.
1: And then Danny's dragons being born. Yeah, the three it's dragons like detailing coming. the history of of the show. Or right. Something? The, but the red. Hmm. I mean, it is like one of the show's like standout moments. Definitely. I might have that
0: wrong, but I found if I am right. That's an interesting choice, don't you think?
1: I think it is, yeah. What
0: yeah. does that mean? What does that mean?
1: If we're wrong, please please write in. But <laughs> assuming that it is the Red winning, I don't know. Is it maybe to highlight the growing contentiousness between the Starks and the Lannisters that we def- definitely saw coming out in this episode for sure? I don't know. That's interesting.
0: I mean, because you think about it. The Red Wedding was the one thing, but then Arya goes back and avenges that. Nobody up in the Stark family knows. Nobody knows that she went in there and killed um Walder Frey.
1: Yeah, nobody knows what Arya has been doing like at all. Right. We're gonna get She's to like, her. yeah, I've used Needle once or twice. Right. But it's been pretty uneventful. Yeah.
0: So um, yeah.
1: No, I was just gonna say I when the opening title started, I was I was more like, Ooh, ah, look at this. <laughs> this is cool. Right. Um and it didn't register till after that we only went to like two or three locations instead of the whole of Westeros. So that was interesting. It immediately um,
0: got to my attention that we were in these t- two or three places. I'm like, oh, it's like that, huh? Well, Did- I'm
1: wondering if it's if it's sort of putting down the roadmap of where we're, we're going to be going through this season. Because, um, I mean, it's not too big of a stretch to assume that the show will end with something happening at King's Landing. Could. Um, sure.
2: So, yeah. Yeah. Did we go to the Iron Islands at all? I didn't. I, I, I can't remember.
0: No, not in this open. Not in this open.
2: Okay. Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. See, there's just you could you could probably do an entire like 45 minutes on just the opening, but yeah. we're not gonna do that. No. Uh, so we got the opening scene. This, this is the parade. I thought what a bomb ass way to get this started. I loved how Nutter yes. started it small, and then again the whole episode is a mirroring of the pilot. Uh, We see that happening through all of it. We're all going, oh, you know, I did a lot of sighing. I won't do that on the podcast today because we know how (laughs) noxious that is. But we see the little boy running and he's trying to see all of the what's going on because we hear the Unsullied marching because there's thousands and thousands of them. And we go with him climbing the tree. And this is reminiscent of what Aria when she's running around Mm -hmm. wearing the stark army helmet on and whatever so we see him and where we are the audience with him like nether even said like we are climbing that tree with him to go i want to see i want to see I want to see and you see all this unsully come marching in and you're like shit
1: yeah i love that i love i love how well this uh episode mirrored the pilot and we'll definitely be bringing it up um because you're right it does go through the rest of the episode for sure because it hands over um, from the
0: little boy to aria
1: you know. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because Arya is thinking that was that was me, and now it's, and I think definitely mirrors Bran a little bit as well. Yes. Um, when he's climbing up to that tree to see the the army come yes, in. Yes, I found yeah. the same way. Um, there was a, some really interesting stuff going on with the music. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, Daenerys marching into Winterfell. Winterfell is definitely meant to mirror, uh, how Robert and the Lannisters were coming in episode one season one um, and the music that was playing then uh, if you want to listen to it it's on the season one soundtrack titled The King's Arrival uh, but it goes a little something like this and then it does a little fanfare type thing or where it goes let's see and we got we get um, almost an exact replica of that music um, when Daenerys is coming in. Um, but the difference is that underneath all of that, you have... Ah. Which is sort of Daenerys' ruling theme. She has so many. You know, she has the... Um, well, bitch got 20 names, so... She has that one. She has the oh, what is it? That one. Um, but it's it's funny to me because it's almost like a, a punch in the face to Robert. Because oh, now, absolutely, like a like a Targaryen is marching into Winterfell. Um, and he's dead, so.
0: Yeah, and and he's the king of the, and he's the king of the seven kingdoms. The king of the bloody seven kingdoms. I love it. I loved it. I was just like, I get it. I get it. I love you. I get it. I love you. I love you. I get it. (laughs) I love it. It's funny. great. We get so many things in the episode and somebody tweeted about this and just nailed it. It's like we get so many things that we're about to get into. They give you so many gifts and you're like, Oh, they're gonna fuck everybody up yeah. in the show. They just go <laughs> fuck everybody up. It was just way too perfect of an episode to give us all our hearts' desires.
2: It's so jam packed. <laughs> with just with, yes with and like yes, goodies. Yes, yeah. and here's your uh. goodie. Here's
0: Christmas. Now everybody gonna fucking die. <laughs> Except for Ed Sheeran. We'll get to him. Um, I love that and I didn't even notice that until I mean again the soundtrack is something that I'm still trying to wrap my mind around I heard little like today on my third rewatch I heard like little things and I was like "Ooh, I've been taught now by Andre to listen to things and <laughs> it's pretty cool
1: it was a great reintroduction to Jawadi's music oh my gosh it was awesome
0: just jumping right back in there yeah. so I had the Unsullied watching into Winterfell you know and you got Danny and John on horseback, and uh, we have Arya standing there again. I'm feeling I'm just so relating to her because we want her to like, catch John's eye. But if she hadn't mm-hmm. been like, "Hey, what's up?" We would have been like the fuck. But she's just having to, as much as she's become a faceless man, she's having to like pin herself down and kind of get control back of herself. You know, she's mm. struggling with a bunch of emotions. I think. And she's having to, she's seeing, you know, g- you know, the Hound goes by. And then she sees Gendry. It's like, it's just like this playlist of all of the things that are, you know, these people in her life. And then we switch over to, we got Tyrion and Varys in the, contained in the cart kind of rolling along. And we get away from, you know, Arya's point of view. Um... I don't know. I didn't mean to take your point. I was. I had the same thoughts, but um, oh no, no, no. Go ahead. I just. I. I. Th- no, you continue on with that because I want to hear what you have to say about that. I was just like, it made me very emotional, is what I guess my take on it was. Is I was. I felt like I was Arya. You know. Yeah, I just thought
1: it was interesting that we were we were seeing everything through Arya's uh, point of view and seeing everyone coming to town and just. Get, again just keep getting flashbacks to her watching the Lannister army um and Robert and Cersei for the first time coming into the show um I don't know it was it was just sort of a really this whole opening was just sort of a really nice way of I just felt like the camera was just like sweeping through Winterfell and you're seeing all of your favorites return and your favorites are now back on the screen and you're back in this world and I don't know the way they did it was just so good. It was so. so it was just seamless. totally
0: like squad, and so you're having all these like this triumphant music, you know, and then we get to the part of the cortage that's Masande and Grey Worm. I didn't know this was their ship name. They're called Bayworm. Isn't that cute? That's their, <laughs> their <laughs> ship name is Bayworm. I love Bayworm. So they ride up and then all these white folks, you know, northern people are not known for A, their manners, or B being like, you know, touchy touchy feely cuddly, and they're looking up and they're just looking at these two black people on horseback being like, Oh, Michelle and Barack gonna roll up in here? <laughs> Who's y'all? You know what I'm saying? I didn't think they ain't seen any black people before, you know, because they don't hail from these parts. And there's always the accusation that Why Game of Thrones got to be so white? And it's like, y'all, seriously, don't even get me started. Please stop that. Just stop it. It's based on 15th century Europe. Not a whole lot of black folks running around, uh, running the world. But it was just funny how these two were looking at each other like, oh shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That cutting, yeah. Well, at least Masande, that cutting glance was like, are they
0: looking at us like that? (laughs) (laughs) And Grey Worm's like, "Mm -hmm, they showed up hard. Um, And Danny, you know, she's she's used to being beloved. She's pulled off some shit. She's gone through literally the fire twice. She's won over her army the hard way. You know, she's been through some shit, and she's expecting, you know, that part of her life is over. She wants everybody to bow down. Yeah. And all these neckbeards are looking up at her like, giving her the look. And then her dragons come screaming overhead, and you that little satisfied look on her face
1: yeah <laughs> she's like yeah i got dragons i got
0: dragons <laughs> <laughs> and of course Arya's, you know reaction is shit we got the air force up in here look at this look at these jets flying over she's just like yeah, yeah i like how, how
2: the camera like sort of the that what it did when they were flying over and they, she sort of stepped away from the line the crowd and she had that smile on her face yeah you know when the dragons came over it was like oh my god there they are, and I loved that that wide
1: shot of Winterfell, oh. like seeing the whole of it, and like with the godswood and everything. It, it was so beautiful. This was such a beautiful episode in general. Oh, It was gorgeous.
0: Um, it was gorgeous.
1: I think Sansa's reaction to seeing the dra- dragons was very interesting because she goes from like very like amazed and impressed to like very skeptical in a matter of seconds.
0: Did you see and, that though? When you when you say amazed, oh, and do you, did you see the amazement?
1: Well, I, I, I saw like a little bit, little bit of a, you know, like, oh, but, and then she like turns into being, being, skeptical. yeah, that was my, that was my reading of it.
0: I feel like Sansa is just, she's seen so much shit now. She's like that. She's been, she's like that fourth divorced woman with like a bunch of kids. She's just like, I don't care. <laughs> Fuck dragons. Where are those dragons going to stay? What? What? What she's just unimpressed with everything, like nothing, like Bran and all this stuff. She's like, oh okay, you're the three eyed raven. All right, all right. She just doesn't. <laughs> mm, she just doesn't. I think David Nutter directed her. He said, just remember this entire time, this is your house.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very weird. It's like all the three of the Stark kids, Bran, Arya, and Sansa. they're it's like I'm not. Like I, I wanted them to be reunited and, and in a way where it's like like a family does like we haven't seen each other for so long and it's like we're just back to the way we were. There's a conflict there that's really weird that they're, they're playing out where it's like
0: hmm.
2: I don't get the reaction that I would expect.
0: Well, I mean, they all seen some crazy death and, and, and that's yeah, and that's balls, the thing. It's like they're you know, different monsters, all kinds of different monsters.
2: They're different people now, so yeah. we have to see how how do these new, how, you know, with their experiences, how are they going to find a way to, you know, be a family if they can ever do that again.
1: Well, I think the seeing this episode, I think um, it really nailed home the idea for me that. Arya and Sansa and I, I don't know how Bran... Bran is just over there in his wheelchair. <laughs> uh, I noticed Winterfell is not very wheelchair accessible. It so some, just like someone just like let him out in the yeah. courtyard and just left in the ADA be uh, shut this shit down, man. <laughs> but uh no, I just I just got I got the impression that Sansa and, and Arya after the whole debacle with Littlefinger um that family is everything right now i think and they are tight but brand isn't yeah, brand i'm yeah, gonna go that, we're gonna get yeah. into
0: brand later but brand isn't brand he's trying to tell everybody not brand not brand Bran. like on good place well like not, not a, like not a the, woman not a, like you
2: know. i'm surprised i'm not surprised but it's good to see you know Arya and 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 sansa with that how that relationship yeah. has changed and that's what i mean it's like it's not you know well it's not like like I don't know, like like the way Bran is with everyone and the way Arya is with John. Yeah. It's just surprising to me a little well, bit. Well, we'll
0: get to that next scene. Are we ready to move into this next scene here? Yeah. Okay, so Winterfell Cork, John you know, rolls up on his horse. They separated it out where Danny's already on the ground, Miss Ferjora next to her, and John rolls up and goes to greet uh he runs to Brand. It's exactly what you say. It's the it's the scene we want to see. Yeah. We want to see oh, rushing in arms. And John, who's normally like you know, he's like grumpy cat all the time. He's always like oh, it's running there. He like he <laughs> has he allows himself one moment of joy, and he runs to yeah. Brand and he kisses him yeah, on the head exactly. And he's like, look at you, you're a man. And Brand goes almost yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just so fucking weird. And Sansa, again, Sansa has seen some shit. She just looks at John like, mm mm-hmm, now nah, he's weird now. He's just weird now. He's a fucking weirdo. Happened to me, too. Ran over to this brother when I saw him, grabbed him up, and he was like, whatever. I'm like, somebody switched off his light. <laughs> and he is not home. And He's just like, what the fuck? The only emotion, so bad for John. The only
2: emotion I saw out of Bran meeting any of his siblings was when he met Arya. He hugged Arya. Yeah. He didn't hug Sansa. Mm, yeah. And I don't know if he. I oh, can't remember if he if he, he did, hugged he? John or not. He. I think he did. But yeah, w- when he met Sansa, Sansa hugged him, and he just sat there with his hands down by his side.
0: Interesting.
2: But he hugged Arya.
0: He did. Did he see Arya after he saw Sansa? Yeah, he did. Ah, uh.
2: interesting. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's what I was just trying to say is like, the the emotions that I expect to happen aren't happening, and they're happening for the person I don't. You know, right? It's, it's weird. It's, yeah, it's really weird. Mm. And and like they're they're setting us up for something. I mean, obviously because they're good storytellers. Like I would have been like. Okay, let's just, you know, it would have been easy.
0: He's probably going to tongue Jamie. Anyway. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. So about that scene. And uh, Brandon is creepily staring at Danny. I love what Isaac is doing with Bran. He's, just, he's got the bowl haircut. He's got the bangs. Listen, the memes <laughs> that came out of this episode on <laughs> Twitter <so> <laughs> of Bran. Just staring at everybody like a
1: weirdo, man. Uh, you just got to look through the tags. People listening, Just, just look. if it. you haven't seen them, look through the tags. It is hilarious they are what my people favorite. are coming up with.
0: Just my favorite. <laughs> And he's creepily and so in this this is the first time we see him, he's creepily staring down Danny. And Sansa's cutting eyes at Danny. And Sansa does not like Danny. And even and like Danny's trying to charm her, you know. And she's trying to be like, you know, it's beautiful here in the north, as you are. Sansa just doesn't even bother with pleasantries. And says, she doesn't trust a bitch. doesn't trust a bitch. She doesn't trust nobody. And she's over here like she's like she's like Mulder, <laughs> you know, Winterfell. She's like trust no one, trust no bitch. <laughs> and she's just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, Winterfell is yours, not meaning it whatsoever. And I was just like, wow, I just I love what Sophie. I Turner like is the doing new Sansa. This. I'll say that I do. She's too. becoming
1: more and more like Catelyn, and but even. That and her own sort of person, definitely more. I want to say damaged. Although I don't know what Catelyn went through, um, but yeah, Sansa is not is not taking any. I'm I'm interested to see where this season is going to take her. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
0: And I yeah. love that she's also she's so again she's so over it. she's like the mom with too many kids. John John of course, he hasn't been home in a while. All this stuff has happened him. He died, he came back. He's got a new girlfriend. He's been through hell and high water. He's gone through all the wildling stuff. He's faced off with he's been to hard home. And he, he just wants to have a 5 second moment <laughs> and he's like, well, "Where's Arya?" And she's like lurking somewhere. <laughs> just <laughs> like- she's just <lurking>. like <laughs> She ain't getting nothing. She goes, oh, this already happened to me. I'm going to make sure you get the same kind of bullshit idea. There's just something <laughs> lovely about it. It's just such a stark thing. It's like, no, everything's fucked up. That Everybody was, fucked up.
2: That was very <laughs> odd that she wasn't there at that greeting, though, don't you think? Wouldn't she have been there?
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like as her new faceless man person, she's just... I think she likes to lurk and see. She's she's causing. Well, I think they were saving. They were saving
1: it for that one-on-one they had. I think so. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we got that, and then. And again, we have the mirroring of from the pilot. The Starks are lined up. But it's kind of like you have Lady Liana there, which I think is interesting. The show is hitting you over the head with the king theme. And Lyanna's standing there. You know, Lady Liana like, after his mom's sake and namesake. And all of the people are lined up. So they're doing the mirroring. And it's like, John! <laughs> it's like, <laughs> before we get to that moment, it's like he's just getting hit over the head in every scene. So, yeah. um, Yeah. So yeah, and Santa is not warm. She's wanting Danny to know you may be the queen of shit. We don't know you, Elfa, but um, it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, and then Brand's like,
0: "Okay, uh, we have to.
1: <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we don't have time for oh, this. Oh yeah, that's right. We're on a time crunch. <laughs> we have a lot of things happening right now. <laughs> can we get to the, the the hall so we can talk some things out? Thanks. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> it's, it's so true. And you just think, and this is where I don't know how Brand works. I feel like. You know, is he the drunk and at the barbecue who's telling everybody business? Is he just going to sit there in the courtyard and blurt out the plot? You know, because that would have been a fun way to do it. But he just, I think he's he's not fully plugged in. He's still downloading or he has some frequency problems. He's
1: like, (laughs) he's stuck on the previously on. Yeah, I think (laughs) he is.
0: He's just like, somebody needs to unplug him and plug him back in but he kind of like he didn't he didn't go into this right remember like he touched the branch when he wasn't supposed to and he was he was day tripping and the next thing you know he brought all the you know he brought the Night King to the yard and he you know he's still he's still learning how
2: to control that
0: right and I feel like you know he doesn't he doesn't have any kind of uh, control over uh, the ravenness the three-eyed ravenness so he just blurting shit like we don't have time for this like y'all can eat each other kind of thing um. So that was really, really, really interesting. Um. Do we want to talk about? Hmm. <laughs> um, about. Oh yeah. So this is what Bran says. We don't have time for all of this. The Night King has your dragon. The wall has fallen. The uh, the dead march south. So what I was gonna say is, I feel like the rules are. Or we're learning the rules as he's learning the rules. Like, he looks at Danny, and as soon as he sees her, that's when his frequency gets tuned in. He goes, oh, yeah. Oh, Interesting. Because okay. I was watching it the third time and it's like he's just staring at her like mm mm-hmm. and that's well, what Danny's the-
1: reaction is a bit lukewarm for finding out that one of her dragons has like been risen from the dead by the night king. Did, I think did she, she know a- before? <clears throat> no, I, mean, I don't think so. No,
0: and I think she is kind of like trying to contain it, trying to button it up. But she does Amelia does have a little bit of a reaction because I was looking she for She does, it. she does, but But no, it's not I- like what? But I don't think she can like flip her wig in front of all these people.
1: Mm, yeah. Probably, you know, she's feeling very scrutinized. Yeah. OK, yeah, I can
0: see that. Right. So uh, I-, I love this whole exchange. It was just, again, all of these little golden things that you're um, that you're getting out of it. And again, Sansa's reaction is what's interesting to me because everybody's everybody's looking at Brandon. She's like, I told you he's weird now. He just does weird shit. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's what he is now.
2: He's that's creepy. It.
0: That's his whole thing. He's the raven, the three-eyed raven. She acts like a mom <laughs> who's like, he's going through a phase where he acts like a bear all the time. We just roll with it. It's like, I don't think she fully takes it on board. You know, she mm-hmm. hasn't at least at this point. So next we're in the great hall. And Sansa's up here trying to conduct business. Again, it's all about Sansa. She's just sitting up here holding court. Everybody's got they, you know, got the squad uniforms on at the table, trying to be chill. So you got John sitting next to his sister. On either side of him, you know, you got Danny and then you got uh, Sansa and then I think you got Tyrion, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're sitting up there just trying to have this this uh conversation and then Sansa's calling upon eleven year old Ned Umber that, you know, they forgave um, the Umbers and the Stark's and all those guys—they forgave everybody for turning against them and all. Whatever happened in the Battle of the Bastards, yeah. And now it's like you need to get your people. We're calling all our banners to Winterfell. This is where we're going to post up because the Night King is, you know, rolling this way. And she sends eleven-year-old Ned, and Ned's like, "We need stuff. We need shit. We need horses. We need wagons. We need stuff. You know, we ain't got all this mm. stuff." Uh, which. Again, Sansa, she is like that woman. Oh, I just love her. She's the woman sitting like Karen from accounting, and she's like, and who's going to bring all the cups to the party? <laughs> Where's all the stuff going to come from? So she's already kind of got that. She's ready to pull that card out at any moment. And then when Ned addresses back to her, The show does this wonderful thing. Dan Hill does this wonderful thing where the kid goes, Yes, my lady, and your grace. Or does he, what does he call John? Your grace?
1: No, he calls John my lord. My lord. Not sure what to call.
0: And then he goes to Danny, my queen. And she's like, (laughs) Call me his queen. (laughs) But like, he's, he's as confused as all the Northmen. He's trying to be respectful because he's a young man, but he's also like, I don't know who y'all, who's in charge. And you can see this so satisfied look on Danny's face, like, right? Who <laughs> is in charge? It's <laughs> just her whole thing. <sighs> so anyway, so she sends Ned off again. Another namesake. He's na- he's named after Nedard Stark. So. Yeah, I I
1: noticed on the second time, and this just might be like a writing thing, but like, were they not concerned about? uh the possibility of what exactly happened like where because like last Hearth is like the last stop between the wall and winterfell so were they not worried that he was going to run into the white walkers like he did
0: it's really funny were they just
1: not thinking about it
0: i feel like in the north it's like when my parents used to send me to the uh the corner store when i was like 10 to get cigarettes they weren't worried about me getting snatched up on the road they didn't care this is the north man there's white walkers out there just turning whole entire like villages into whites. And it's like, oh, you need to go home and get your stuff. And I think you you, you see another man rise with him. So I caught that on the third take. But like, it's just... Oh, you oh well, okay. So yeah. maybe there were other bannermen outside that. the room. And the meeting hall can only hold so many. The capacity number. And you know Sansa has that number for the fire marshal. <laughs> so they were probably <laughs> waiting out in the yard so, I, yeah, I, I feel like that's what happened. But when I initially saw it, I'm like, shit, the North, they're like, not only does the North remember, the North is like, you're on your own.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you bring that up. It's like they don't have any reconnaissance out there.
0: I think this just happening so fast. Well, their that, reconnaissance
1: was the, the Night's Watch, but right? now they <laughs> Well, I mean... <laughs> That'd be
0: fucked. Yeah. And we don't even know. Like, I mean, we don't, we kind of, we do know. I guess they fell back to the wall. They went back to the, the main castle, the Night's Watch, so they at least know about those dudes.
2: Some of them. I mean, like, I didn't know about Tormund. Right. I thought he, was, he went down, and all those guys went down with the wall.
0: Well, John is thinking about them. He's saying, you know, we need to text Night's Watch and tell them, you know, no use hanging out the walls anymore. You know, that's all fucked. You know, that wall's down. So now, you know, the caravan is broken through the wall. You know, the Sanctuary City is Winterfell. Y'all better post up over here, so... uh, Yeah, I,
1: I, I would have thought they would have come anyway... I don't, I don't. I wouldn't have thought John would would have need to tell them that because I mean, like that's where they're going, right? Like
0: I think it's a bit of made, housekeeping because they retreated for us. to Last
1: Hearth because it was on the way.
0: I feel like it's a bit of housekeeping for your audience. I think it's a way of telling you yeah. where everybody's going to be. I didn't find it okay. necessary, but it was also like the show's going okay, and this is what we're doing with the Nights Watch.
1: Just address it, yeah, okay, right, cool.
0: So, um, then Lady Liana, you thinking like? Sansa's over here spitting. Lyanna gets a little ten year old, eleven year old lady Lyanna, and she just starts serving haterade. She is literally hard aiding John. Like, we made you king in the north, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you now? Like the way she addressed Sansa before, she was like, "Are you a Lannister? Are you a Stark? I don't quite know what you are." And she does the same thing to John, and it's also like, you know. Yeah. Speak to that yeah. a little bit about little Le- Lady Lyanna.
1: So, and so. well, and she's the one that advocated to to make John the king in the first place. That's right. And now to see him come back and like just completely abstain from keeping the crown. Now right. she's just like, well, fuck, man. Like I, I stuck out my neck for you, yep. and now you come back with a whole other queen. Like the hell.
0: Like and you know, of <laughs> looking at Lady Lyanna going right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he like, crowns don't matter. And Lady Lana, you can almost see her just go, what the
3: fuck? What do you mean crowns
1: yeah, Sam, don't matter? Sansa's like, you goddamn right. You goddamn right. Come up for some tea
2: later so we can gossip. <laughs> well, like so no true. one no one else in that room, except for the people who came with John, have seen any of the White Walkers. That's right. Right? Yeah. Because I don't understand, like, I don't understand this, you know, pettiness about we made you king. When there's death literally thirty miles away,
0: it's very—it's the same problem they ha- they
1: had with Cersei. I yeah.
0: Feel like. Well, I think it's the same problem we had with Ned. Ned had it on his bumper sticker on his horse cart. He had the T-shirt: "Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Winter is coming." We had
2: it season one, episode one. Bitch
0: said it all the time, and then a dude comes running. Opening scene comes running out of the woods. One of the Night's Watch guys and goes, "There's whites in the woods, and they're." they ice zombies or whatever he was saying, and Ned goes, "Oh, you abandoned your post, Ned, Ned. This this whole thing would have been like four episodes long. Would have been a mini series <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. if Ned yeah. just had listened. Yeah. So I think the North has a hard time. Yeah. It's been a and they I all mean, they all make fun of Old Nan. They like they age shame her and they discount her stories when Old Nan's over here. going, I'm telling y'all the fucking facts. Yeah, from yeah. the last long I, night." If you, if you put it in,
1: in, into perspective... I mean, because like John said, I'm not going... I'm like, I'm going so I can bring back a queen. It's not what he said. No. He said, I'm going south for help, for allies. And yeah. they're like, cool, great, king in the north. And then he comes back, no longer the king in the north. He brings home this queen that they have no idea who she is, what she stands for. And yeah, she's got dragons. And yeah, that's going to help. But like, also, again, what Sansa says, like... Uh, I had rations for like the winter, but I didn't account for the yeah. Unsullied and the Dothraki and yeah. two full-grown dragons. Right, and so
0: now the North is like, "Well, fuck you, goddamn right! What are we going <laughs> to do?" It's
1: just like, so "Well, we just I making understand. a bunch of peanut butter
0: sandwiches, and somebody just going to get a bunch of loaves of Wonder Bread and start feeding the Unsullied." What the? What the fuck? What the? And I'm just with but her. I mean, yeah, but they
2: they well, you know when we left them the last time, they were they were building armor. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So they they had to have known that. John is going to come back with an army. He said, I'm going to come back. I need, we need an army.
0: I think these people have a really hard time with a reality that's not their own. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, because like Winterfell
1: is like, how many people? Winterfell, like a I thousand, mean, two thousand,
0: three thousand. It's probably that small. Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah, King's John Landing goes, has a million yeah. people. When K- yeah, John so goes, when they're thinking army, the- they're
1: not thinking how many Unsullied was it? Do God. we know? Like a
0: thousand, maybe? Oh, no. And it's, two oh, it's dragons? You know? Way more than that. It's yeah. way more than, it's just thousands upon thousands. And the Dothraki, I don't know how many of those are. I don't know how many screamers there are. Three thousand? Yeah, so. Four thousand? Um. But Dothraki are going to eat whatever the hell they want yeah. to. They're like the dragons. <laughs> whatever <like>. they want. <laughs> exactly. So Sansa's like, what do dragons eat anyway? And then Danny just rolls her neck at her and goes, whatever they want. And I'm just like, hands are about to get thrown. <laughs> but backing up <laughs> into <real>? the scene is <laughs> so great. John gets up to try to monologue. And this is where it's just it's not working. Like No one's having it. No one can get over that he bent the knee to a Targaryen. Also, you have to understand, the Targaryens don't have a great reputation. Yes, they have yeah. they have beefed with so many people in the past. Back in you know deep history, they used to burn people up all the time with dragons, and if you didn't bend the knee, they did what Danny did to the Tarleys. It was just like fuck y'all, and and probably yeah. word has spread. I mean, you word's know, gonna get around like the way Danny rolls. It's like sh- if you're a yeah, slave, yeah, yeah. Totally. if you're getting freed and you're a slave, awesome. If you're just a regular person up here going, who's this heifer? And now she's sitting on top of our dude.
1: Well, the last Targaryen in power they had was the Mad King, and even John tells Sansa in a later scene she's not her father. Right. Like he
0: says that. So, so they're getting over like, like you're. They they come rolling in going, you're going to be just like the Targs are. They just don't. They don't trust her. They don't trust it. And Sansa is a great reflection of the way that the Northmen feel. So.
1: Yeah, and, and also John has the attitude that he's like, listen, uh, doesn't matter what I am. We're all going to die if we don't get together. Right. And that's exactly what he told Cersei. Like, there's only one war that's coming or one war that matters, the Great War. Right. And I find it so interesting that the writers have put him in the position of being a character that does not care about titles or lordships while also being the same character that is the actual true heir to the Iron Throne. It's great. And so that it's so good. It's like storytelling. Like it's like Ambrosia. It's, it's so good. It's so and good. it's going to play out so beautifully.
0: Yeah. And then poor Tyrion. <laughs> Tyrion really <laughs> tries. He tries to intercede for John. He's like, y'all, he's very brave out there. He risked his life twice. But then he's a Lannister standing here. And again, the North are like, you're not helping anybody. You know? <laughs> yeah. We don't like y'all either. Look what y'all do. We, we have cousins and friends in Flea Bottom. We know how they get starved out. We know the shit y'all are into. Fuck you. Also, you're short and weird. Fuck off. You're a weirdo, you know. And he's not getting any respect and love from these guys because even though he's the queen of the hand, they don't like the queen. They don't care about your titles and positions either. So that just falls on deaf ears. You know, he's just like, and then he does this thing where he says, and you're like, you don't have them at all in your PowerPoint. Your TED talk is going south real quick. <laughs> and then he turns around and goes, and then my sister's sending the Lannister army this way. And they're all like, what?
2: Yeah. Great. <laughs>
0: you're like, come again. And then Sansa was up there like going.
1: <laughs> and then Tyrion's like, I know we're not the best of friends. And they're like, yeah,
0: we're not. <laughs> Understatement much? Yeah. So, anything that we want to say about this kind of, you know, we we're we're leaving the scene with Danny and Sansa just not having each other, uh-huh. <clears throat> and Danny being like, "I'm fireproof, bitch. I will burn that wig off your big ass, tall body."
2: In, mm. in your in your re did you notice Bran at that meeting?
0: He just kind of
2: was he there? Because I didn't the first when I saw it, I didn't um i what, didn't brand in the room i didn't see him and i thought he's out in the courtyard waiting yeah I know that's the thing <laughs> he's like, just out there hanging they, out all day he's long. like uh i what don't else? have anyone to carry me up there going anymore up <laughs> the <great laughs> so they're
1: like well fuck sorry <laughs> <Brand."> <laughs> no
2: one's building a ramp anytime soon but, i mean that was the thing because i i thought like maybe you know because when when uh, uh
0: I'm not laughing at people with disabilities. Please understand that yeah. that's not what I'm saying. We, we, no, we're
1: laughing at how inaccessible Winterfell. How
0: they just are not cool with anybody—black people, well, dwarves.
2: I, I
1: thought foreign
0: women.
2: It would be uh, and uh, the disabled. You know, uh, I thought that's when they were going to, when he was going to reveal who, you know, John was. Yeah, we all thought that because it would have settled all of this, and then we we could have moved on to like what really matters.
1: Well,
0: I think the one thing that I can, that would have
2: been a
1: a huge, Danny been like, excuse me. (laughs) 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 I didn't go
0: through all of that
1: (laughs) just to be told. Yeah.
0: Fuck this. Um, I feel like though, that with their, what they play on and, and while we had the astrolabe in the beginning and why that is our opener while, and because the astrolabes are in the library, they're the citadel history because we're looking back on a time, Right. I feel like we're seeing ancient lore as the audience. That's our job. And I think Sam's importance in, in this is that he is an interpreter. They do work hand in hand. The Three-Eyed Raven isn't God. He isn't even a God. He is a conduit that doesn't work perfectly. And you need someone like Sam as an interpreter. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's an imperfect system.
2: Yeah, because I mean, like the the last three-eyed Raven didn't see that Bran was gonna, you know, fiddle with the sticks before he was yeah, ready.
0: Yeah, you think he would have told him like, okay, when you come in,
2: like, uh, just know, <laughs> stay over there. Don't come over here.
0: <laughs> Don't fiddle with the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fiddle with the sticks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
0: oh God, you're so funny. I love you. Well, I mean
1: you're you're right his his sight is limited cuz he needed um Sam's info to piece together who his who John actually was. Mm, yeah. Um cuz he just thought he was a sand and not a snow, but then Sam's like, "Wait, but no." Yeah. Uh he was not a bastard. So, right. yeah, there there is a limit. He you know. That you're exactly right. He's not a god. He doesn't see everything. If that was the case then you know, what's the point of I mean, Game of Thrones would be
0: 20 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next we're in the courtyard. I'm going to move into the courtyard if that's cool with you guys. So this is yeah. Gendry is overseeing the offloading of the last uh, of the of the wagons with the dragon glass. Uh, for some strange reason, when I first watched this, I'm like, why is Gendry like offloading coal is he doing the coal is he trying to like get the forge fired up i'm like no it took me like the second or third watch to go that's dragon glass dumbass uh so uh (laughs) yeah that was kind of interesting i liked the little touches so there's there's these big reveals and big Mm -hmm. scenes and then there was this yeah what'd you guys think
1: I agree. It was a nice touch because um, we know ab- about what's going to go down in episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing that all of that stuff is ha- happening in the background, um, it's it's yeah, it's a nice touch. They don't they don't really miss anything on the show, do they?
0: They really don't. And let's talk about that courtyard and how they use the hell out of that courtyard. I mean, it's a very clever show. It's not very remarkable, uh, the courtyard, but it's where so many things have gone down at Winterfell. You know, it's not beautiful. It's not a garden. It's not like Dorne is Mm -hmm. all sandy and beautiful. You know, Dorne is like the sandals. Everybody goes on vacation there. It's not like you're going to like High Garden. everything. Yeah, Yeah. it's not even like like going to King's Landing. It's like this, it's just, it's a mud hole. Or even
2: even where the Tarleys are when we went there. It was like, wow, that place is nice. That was
0: sweet. But like, there's this just muddy fucking hole <laughs> where dirt. you know the, where we've had all of these moments. You know, one one died there and left a big, huge fucking dent in the earth, and then that's where John half beat you know Ramsey to death. That's where all of these meetings have transpired. That's where Theon hung the the farmer boys. That's where he killed the original Maester. Was it Pycelle? Yeah. You know, a lot of shit has gone down in this courtyard. This is where mm-hmm. Hodor uh, became Hodor. Yeah. So it's like they really, when something's going on, it's like the reigns of Castamere for the Lannisters. Visually, when they're in this courtyard, I'm like, oh, shit. What's up? Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Took me a long time to get to that place, too. Uh, so we are, so we go from uh, Gendry doing this, you know, offloading the Dragon Glass, And then you see um, Sansa and uh, Jan Royce up on the parapet looking down. Um and just kind of like she's she's all, she's all across all this stuff. You know, she's not just sitting in her room, you know, being mad at people. She's literally running the show here and has all her concerns and has all her worries. And she's seeing, to it all these things are done. And then Tyrion sees her. And I just, I mean, I remember just we both stood up. It's like every time there would be a reunion, you and I would stand. Yeah. Like, now we stand for the national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We stood it because we just, what is this going to be like? Because technically they're still married, Mm -hmm. Tyrion and Yeah, that's what I
1: was thinking, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm with Lady Lyanna. I know she considers herself a Stark, but isn't she by law a Lannister? Yeah. But instead of even talking about any of that, because I'm like, are they going to talk about Nolmen? So they're talking alimony. <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> you remember how like he used to throw his money around and like Alanisha always pays his debts. None of this is coming up now because they're, they're different people. And they are talking about, I love this line. Tyrion goes, the last time we spoke was at Joffrey's wedding. Miserable affair. And I love her. It had its moments. I mean, <laughs> this Sansa is yeah. so transformed, so dry of humor. And she doesn't. It's kind of a sorry, not sorry. She's like, I'm sorry I left you that way. I'm sorry I bounced. You know, and he's like, you know, uh, yeah, it was a bit hard to explain how, like, somebody straight up poisoned Joffrey. And he, like, basically just imploded inside out and just became a, bit, a blood, bloody foamy mess. But you pieced out and they blamed all that shit on me. But okay. <laughs> <bygone." Thanks. laughs> but her whole thing is, like, she doesn't, she's not a little girl who's, like, sorry. She's like, we both survived. What do you want? You know, it turned out pretty well. I'm the Lady of Winterfell. You're the King Queen. Uh, the hand to the Queen, depending on the Queen, I guess. I don't know about this bitch, but you know. So, and I love what they this little exchange. If I, if you guys will allow me, uh, she said we both survived, and he said many underestimated you. Most of them are dead now. And they have the they have the measure of each other. You see. And you think, oh, this is this is what it is. And then what Dan Hill does in this moment—it's oh, so clever what he did. He turns around and and here's the men in this episode are just slow on the uptake, and all the women are like, <laughs> all the women know it's time. What time it is? And he goes, you know, um, don't worry about you know Cersei bringing the army here. Um, I know you have a lot to fear from my sister and blah blah blah. And you just. Spins on him and is like, Cersei told you her army was coming north to fight for you. She did. You believed her? She has something to live for now. I believe she wants to survive. And Sansa's like, I used to think you were the cleverest man alive. And then just and then spins. Just what across. a great line. Yeah. And leaves that hanging right there in the she's air. she's right. She's, she's like, so yeah. right. This is yeah. Cersei
1: we're talking about? Like that Cersei? <clears throat> Uh yeah, she's not coming. Sorry, Tyrion. She's not coming. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> she really is and like I, that.
1: And I just think it's interesting that that Tyrion after everything that he's he's gone through with Cersei believed that cuz I mean like yeah, he he firmly believes that she will come for the sake of her unborn child and I think that belief is sort of um uh sort of Motivated him with what he did to like Marcella, yeah, and he knows that Cersei above all else loved her kids, even Joffrey. Um, but us and knowing the dramatic irony of all of it is like she is, cause like th- like Tyrion has not been there to see the last final transformation that Cersei has made to herself that is right so he's still thinking about Cersei like season three season four Cersei that she's but redeemable. Season five and season six Cersei is completely different
0: and I feel like and she it makes sense him. for him
1: it makes sense for him to not understand that
0: I feel like when they were in that little tiny exchange they hadn't seen each other in a while and she's like she's just gripping her chair like two seconds away from getting the mountain to lop off his head when they were back at that meeting at the end of, you know, last season, the dragon and the wolf. And they have such a short amount of time together. It doesn't register with him at all. He has no no information in front of him. And she plays him like she normally does. She touches her stomach and and plays him so fucking hard. And same thing. Jamie's the same way. They 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 do not have any fucking idea that she's the mad queen. She's lost her fucking mind. So yeah, you're absolutely so right. So are
1: you so are you saying she's not
0: pregnant? I think she might be pregnant. I don't know about the pregnancy. I just know that Maggie the Frog didn't account. She doesn't say three children. She just says all your children will be shrouded in gold. So Well, I mean, because if she's lying
1: about it, then it would it's like a master move for yeah. To get like Tyrion believed that she would come because she she had all of that shit like planned like with Euron and like having him get up and leave supposedly. So like now you got me thinking. Yeah. Like, well, she...
0: we'll get to that scene because I and that's going to play into something I want to talk about later when we do that whole her scene with okay. him later. All right. So then after this exchange, Tyrion looks down <laughs> and there's Bran. <laughs> <laughs> He was eyeballing his ass. Like and he's reading something through the air. What is he ta- what is he taking away from Tyrion? What do you think he's singing to the soul of? I don't know. What brand what is Bran, you know, clocking on him?
2: The last time Bran saw Tyrion was when Tyrion came up to Winterfell.
0: He came to say goodbye to him, didn't he?
2: On his way to the wall. Right. Right. Or on his way back, when he made him the...
0: The the chair, and they were all, like, frosty, and Hodor, like, he said, you can sit upon a horse. That's the last time he laid eyes on Bran, and he allowed for him to ride and all that kind of stuff. That's what he did.
2: But he's I mean being the three-eyed raven, he's followed Tyrion.
0: see, I don't know that that's true again, I don't think that's the way that brand's transistor radio works. I don't feel like he's just sitting there like I said, I don't think he's just sitting there going, ooh, somebody's having toast right now, you know, <laughs> I smell burning toast. He's not, I don't think he's knowing like all that. I think he's like has to be in the vicinity of huh because I mean, it's like if you if you think about like palm readers. They don't just call up your house and go, I've never met you, but <laughs> like, like, like four uh. days is going to be a fire. You have to go into the office and give them some yeah. money, and then they hold your hand and look at your palm and tell you some stuff. I mean, it's a connection thing, right?
2: But he knew about – well, no, he didn't know about – He he was able to see about John – when he was when he was talking yes. to um Sam remember was well
0: he also had those visions too and I think they are that they are the crux of the visions and again we don't know how brand works we don't have the uh, operating instructions you know he he came he was like an a he came out of the box with just illustrations. <laughs> it was all in Swedish. Nobody could understand it. it. Like, putting it together, and then you got four extra bolts out. You don't, like, I don't know. So, it I mean, kind
2: of looks like this one, but. It sort I'm...
0: of like looks like the three eyed dragon. I'm not sure. So I feel like something's going on with this because, but but I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so he has to look at people because off of that whole staring Danny Danny goes, oh, you lost a dragon. Oh, they're coming to the wall. Oh, it's all fucked. So what is he reading about Tyrion?
1: Yeah, I mean, is he seeing? I mean, Bran doesn't really see into the future, right? I
0: don't know. I think he can to a certain degree. Cause
1: like I, I, w- I was really clocked in on my second rewatch. At who he creepily stirs at, and he really <laughs> just does it to Danny and, and Tyrion, right? So I'm, so I'm like keeping that in the back of my mind because I feel like you're right. I feel like he is seeing something.
2: Well, they've never gone into the future. Even with the three old three at Raven, it's always been into the past.
0: Maybe it is, or in the in the yeah in the in the very distant, the recent present, right? So right, maybe they don't know. Maybe What's going are on, like future right readers? Now. Because seriously, yeah. I mean, the bookmakers of like Winterfell would be like, who's going to win this whole fucking Winterfell yeah. thing? Who's winning the whole thing? I got I got a lot of money on the Night King.
2: Like I mean, I would just like <laughs> skip town and know exactly where it would be. I'd be safe and be like, Poos. seriously,
0: if this were me in general, I would be such a coward. I would have been in Young Kai by a month when all this shit was <laughs> happening. I'd be like, they come over here, man. Go to Yara house. Uh, so we're good with this, this scene. Let's move into the, uh, the Godswood. This is, uh, we, we passed the, uh, the Godswood tree. And again, off of Bran staring at Tyrion, I feel like, again, I could be like totally oversimplifying the show. I feel like this is where, um, I mean, this is Bran's tree, and I feel like that bleeding face on the tree is going to be like the impression of his face when he's an old raven. Hmm. I feel like that's why we're lingering on that. And I think that's been, again, we're mirroring the scene. This scene mirrors a couple of things. It mirrors where uh, Catelyn comes out to tell Ned that uh, Robert's coming, and he's he's sharpening his sword, yeah, the right broadsword. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's under the tree and blah blah blah, and that's when it's it's summer, so there's water there and blah blah blah. And now we have Arya and uh, and John, and this also mirrors the departure when John is leaving for the wall and he gives her needle. And there's just so many lovely parallels, and I like how they neatly did it. I really loved how they played this whole scene.
1: Yeah, it didn't feel like (laughs) banging you over the head. With the pilot parallels, it was very subtle. Yeah, it
0: really was. I loved it, and it was it was
1: beautiful too. Yeah,
0: just all the snow covered Winterfell, and then the weapons comparison. You know, I think there's a lot of significance to these weapons. You know, there's needle that he gave her, and then she has the cat's paw uh, dagger. Did she pull that
2: out? Did
1: John?
0: No, she didn't. She didn't. She didn't
1: cuz she notices that his sword is valerian steel and then he says are you jealous and then she she says no or something like that so i was wondering why she's just bit, like oh too too i have one too heavy for too me, heavy for me. Yeah. Oh, too heavy for me yeah oh too heavy for me. yeah that's what she says um, so yeah I don't but know if that's but the most interesting or...
0: thing about this okay so there's something to that they're telling us something there you know, obviously these weapons. Well, we're gonna get to that scene, but there's something going on with this. And they, all, all these swords have a history. The cat's Paul Valerian steel can be traced back to the Targaryens. And you know, only a few great houses have these Valerian swords. We know that they do the business on White Walkers are forged in the, that steel and all that kind of stuff. So there's something to that. And again, just thinking about John, the history of John's sword, the whole nine that comes up um, about that whole broadsword. So there's Mm -hmm. that that interesting little exchange. And again, it's also reflecting on, you know, her growing up and not just growing up. He says, you know, that line of, uh, have you ever used it? And she says once or twice. And there's a sadness in her face a little bit, you know. I just picked up on that sadness so much on that second and third watch. It's like there is a human being still in Arya. She isn't all just like stone cold Steve Austin. She's not just full blooded. Murder. Mm-hmm. So I found that this seemed to be somewhat bittersweet. And then again, Dan Hill, you think you're watching this thing. Two things happen in this scene that was interesting to me. John openly says to Sansa that he died. She goes, How did you survive being stabbed? And he's like, I didn't. I was like, that was pretty candid between the two of them because they they have a closeness that he doesn't have with anyone else.
1: Yeah. Right, yeah.
0: And he tells her, basically, I died. And because she's a faceless man and has seen some shit, she's like, huh. Like again, no one, no one is in any of these reunions is going, oh my god, nobody, except for the end. But like it's like nobody's just like, holy fucking shit. Okay, I'm sorry. Do we know do we know Two how times.
1: Arya knew about that?
0: I don't. And I was trying to figure out like how she would have been. Did Sansa tell her that? Did, did brand Sansa did Sansa know? Did Brand tell her that? Hmm. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I mean, did I miss something? Um, and then, you know, again, here's John. I love this. John's just trying to have a playful moment with his sisters, just trying to yuck <laughs> it up with his little sister, who he doesn't know is just a trained assassin. Yeah, and snuck up on him. Could have cut his throat like three times. He's <laughs> just like, how did you sneak up on me? She's like, mm. and then um, they get into talking about Sansa not liking Danny. And he makes this kind of, he's like trying to, you know, tap her on the shoulder a little bit. He's like, she's a, you know, you're defending her. And she's like, she's the smartest person I've ever met. Yeah. In this kind of steely way, her face totally changes.
1: Well, because he's like, Sansa always thinks she's smarter than everyone else. And Arya's like, well, yeah, she is.
0: (laughs) She is. That's right. That's exactly what he said. I didn't put the quote before it. You're right. And then he, and he said, you're defending her, you? She goes, I'm defending our family. So is she. And he's like, well, I'm her family too. Don't forget that. So he kind of melts a little bit of that ice that she built up in that moment. But when she's hugging him, she's like, don't you forget that. It's like, yeah. wow, so many little cool things went down in this scene. All these simple scenes had so much weight and import to them without being like, Really heavy-handed, and like you say, hitting people over the head. Yeah, Yeah. it's interesting. Anything else about the scene before we move on? Uh, No, I'm good. King's Landing. King's Landing. King's Landing parapet. Real quick. I mean, it's just like again, I don't know what Cersei's playing at. So Kybern rolls up to her and says, "The dead are marching through the wall." Normally, people like a normal person would be going, "Oh fuck." Holy shit. And Cersei's like, "Good." Because she's looking out on the Iron Armada, you know? Yeah. That Euron's put together. And you're like, "So this is where I want to get into. I'm not really sure what's up with Cersei. So on Euron's ship, we see the Golden Company's on deck. And um it's like you're really banking a lot. On this Golden Company. You know what I mean? I...
1: So she called the Golden Company to protect
0: King's Landing or to send them to Winterfell? She bought an army. Uh, The Golden Company is a notorious... um, It is an army of sellswords. Imagine a bunch of bronze who are paid a heavy price. Normally, like, you borrow money from the Iron Bank to hire these guys. They're Uh very expensive. They're some of the best fighters. They fight for gold. Everybody's there for a paycheck. So they're rolling up to, because she's paid for them, and she has a laundry list of things. So that's who they are. <clears throat> and they've just—they know. Like, if you get the—if you get them to come and like fight your war, the odds are you're going to probably win that war. They're really good at what they do, uh, and they—they have enough discipline. Like, they're disciplined assassins. I mean, Brahm would be no good in the Golden Army. I mean, uh, the Golden Company, because you know he kind of does whatever the fuck he wants to. But everybody has a price. And so these guys, yeah. you know, they may be dressed up in like a uniform and they're all golden and shiny, but yeah, they're they're deadly ass dudes.
1: Yeah, but what what I'm saying is why, <coughs> what is Cersei planning on do? Because her plan is just to let everyone sort of kill themselves and then she'll deal with whatever's left, whether it be White Walkers exactly. or people from Winterfell. So she, so the colon company is there as a, as a means of safety for King's Landing, or does she mean to send them no, to I've, Winterfell?
0: I could be m- totally missing the point, but I feel like it's to post up around King's Landing and let the dead just come to up to King's Landing, and they'll just kill all those people. Okay. She, she doesn't have any fucking clue, I think. And that's what's so strange about her, is that she's normally like playing 3D chess.
2: Yeah, the strategy doesn't make sense because... Not only, okay, let's say they they fight and kill everyone in the north. So now you have the dead that have come down. You have the new dead that they have just killed. So it's even a larger army coming down to King's Landing.
0: Well, if you think it about It just doesn't this, make sense. That, if you think about the story of the Mad King and what happened with him, he was like, when he started out, he was a very astute, sharp guy who just mm-hmm. over time, like, lost his fucking mind.
2: Do you think they have any more wildfire?
0: That's probably, what oh, yeah, definitely. On. I mean, she's, yeah. she's they didn't use
2: it all in that last,
0: like, no. that last cache. Mm-hmm. Of, when they that was just the one sep?
1: cache under the Sept of Baylor. That's
0: right, it's all under, like, King's around Landing. the city. Yeah. yeah, okay. So maybe she's gonna go on a suicide mission. Maybe she's gonna roll over to Casterly Rock and just blow up King's Landing, you know. Wholesale. Well, yeah,
1: and this is the thing we're trying to, we're trying to, oh. logically piece together a plan by someone who does not. <laughs> Who is not following by the rules of logic. She, You're right. Mad Queen, full stop. I wonder if she knows that reanimating the corpses of the the Winterfell army is a possibility. Because she knows they're dead people. Yeah. But has she taken into account... Like, Ian is exactly right. Because if the dead win, they have the dead plus whoever else died on the other side. So they have more people to to fend off. I feel like she's
0: put, I mean, I feel like she's been, she's, you know, she's the, the Lannisters, especially Cersei, has a connection with the Iron Bank. And when she meets Mark Gaddis, I was thinking of that, the creator of the modern Sherlock, Um, when she brings Mark Gaddis in from the Iron Bank, and you know, they think she's arranged more than just the Golden Company. I feel like that's part of a multi-pronged attack. Um, I Mm -hmm. just can't believe that either she's really fucking stupid, and we're all going to be like, what's up? Or she's, you know, she's, she sits around and plots a lot. She drinks and she plots. She drinks and she knows things, too, Tyrion.
2: Well, do you know, remember, okay, the, um, I don't know whose vision it was, but they're walking into, I think it was Daenerys, when she's walking into the, the Iron Throne, and it's like raining ash. Yeah. So I'm mean, thinking about that wildfire thing. I mean, is it like they come down here and
0: she just blows I feel like that's part of it. Everything because up? they were foretelling that. What, two or three seasons ago, you see Danny walking in the dream. What is it, season two? Walking in the dream, and you see it's either ash yeah. or it's snow. I feel like it's ash. I don't feel like it's snow. You know, maybe it is a little bit of both. Maybe it's supposed to be both, and she's walking up to the Iron Throne, and she reaches for it. And If you go back to that dream, I think it's foretelling a bunch of stuff that's happening, and I feel like the Iron Throne is not going to exist. I feel like hmm. Cersei is probably hmm. just going to take it all down, probably. She's banking on that that wildfire. And it's funny because Kyburn calls her uh, the queen of the Blackwater at one point. And what did they use in the Battle of Blackwater? So I feel like that's being foretold here. Well,
1: I remember seeing in the TV spot, and I mean, this could be a fake scene that, that they filmed, but it was it was a, just a really quick shot of, of Cersei sitting on the throne. And she breathes out, and the she can you can see her breath. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. I like the idea that it could be Ash. That could be a really neat way of, of subverting some expectation. Um, it could just be that she she's just going to fulfill what the Mad King wanted to do, and just there will be no King's Landing. I don't know. Well, I know it could, that it could be interesting. This next, because I don't seat- see I don't see Danny coming. I mean, like unless you loses her mind i don't see her coming in because Tyrion says like there's no point of ruling a kingdom that you've burned down right he said that's that's something like that last season
0: yeah um so yeah i don't know that
1: could be interesting well
0: i mean and again we don't have a whole lot of time left in this this series at all and every moment is precious so everything that we see means something the show's always done this i don't think there's ever been any throwaway scenes in any episode so in below deck when Yurin is taunting yara who's tied to the mass he's taking her you know hostage. He says because he wants someone to drink with and chill with. I don't feel like I buy that. I think him and Cersei always have an ulterior motive. So he's he's keeping her around. But Yara is, again, we have all these little crystal balls throughout. And she says, you know, uh, are we in King's Landing? And he goes, mm-hmm. And she goes, You're, you picked the losing side. And I feel like Yara is telling his future. Hmm. Maybe not King's Landing's future, but she's certainly telling um thick Ewan McGregor. Dollar store mm. Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um Yard sale Ewan McGregor. No, he's cuter than that. Uh, that, you know, hey man, you're 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 focused on the wrong shit. We know from backstory on your on, from for the books that he is sailed the seas and seen some crazy stuff. He's seen more than just stone men. He's seen some pretty insane things. He's been to exotic lands. He's probably seen maybe a dragon or two or something. I don't know. He's seen crazy shit. So I think there's I don't think he's stupid.
1: No. So I feel like there's
0: all these scenes with Euron and Cersei are MacGuffins. I think there's a bait and switch going on.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, whereas Yara is very earnest. She doesn't play games. She's just straight on. She's very, what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. And she's got the loyalty of her men because she's a no bullshit straight talker. And she means what she says and she does what she, you know. So anyway, so when we get to the throne room, this next scene in the throne room, We've got Captain Strickland. He's the leader of the Golden Company. And we find out from him, because he's having this meeting with Cersei and Euron standing there, that he's brought 20,000 men, minus uh, the few that Euron killed during a game of dice, and 2,000 horses. Of course. And, again, we get into this whole elephant thing. Was there elephants? Did you bring elephants? No elephants. (laughs) And he's like, "Uh, they don't really travel well. Can't really get them on ships. They don't really don't really do elephants on ships. It's a long way away. And I forget what Golden Company is based out of. I want to say they're based out of Bravos. I'm not really sure. Probably a quick hmm. search to look that up. but um, I can do that. So Cersei is, you know, <laughs> there's just all these uh, elephant memes with Cersei. Cersei is, Cersei is just on about the elephants. But, um, well, she not really on about it. She just had to look at her face like, oh. Huh. So, but I still feel like even that is a bait and switch. I don't see Cersei like sitting around coloring pictures of elephants and being, you know, there's something to this. Maybe she's going to turn the golden. Or maybe she's banking on the Golden Company becoming an army of the dead. She's got her and Kyburn have got something cooked up, man. Yeah, they
2: got something.
0: Because she says good when he says they're pouring through the wall. She's not horrified at all. It's like, you know, she got up dressed dressed that morning, you know, to go to everybody's going to that trial and she's like, I ain't to no fucking trial.
2: And Kyburn's already sort of he reanimated the mountain, didn't he? Yeah.
0: So I mean, is there there's some there's some black magic that they're gonna pull and I think she was counting on those elephants to be some sort of firepower that she needs. Mm. I don't know. I feel like there's something like that going on.
1: Uh, the fandom wiki says that the Golden Company is centered in uh, the free cities in Essos.
0: Okay, there you go. In Essos. You're right. Essos. So, there you have it. Um, <laughs> there you have-os. <laughs> there you have-os. <laughs> I that's what you were going to say. No, I'm not that clever. <laughs> um... So, yeah, I think like there's all this like elephant talk and stuff like that. But but just Cersei doesn't do cute. There's not a warm. She didn't even cry when her last kid like jumped out a window. She she's, you know, the Mad King was raving. And I feel like with Cersei, she's not stark raving mad. She's something completely entirely different.
1: Yeah. Which is even more terrifying. Which is
0: even more terrifying. Yes. Yeah. So. Then again, I don't know whether to just take it on his face, but Euron is like totally about like I came here, I got you, got you an army, and she goes, you know, I said I'd get with you after the war, and he goes, your wars can rage on for years, and then she snaps at him and says, if you want a whore, buy one; if you want a queen, earn her. Lena and her delivery. Um, Loved that. Great line. Great line. That is, you know, that was one of the many lines of last night. Dan Hill, like, I don't, I mean, I know they have a writer's room, but whatever writer came up with some of these zingers, there were just so many good fucking zingers last night. So, but then she turns around and she, when she's just like, mm, all right. Yeah. And then it was like, so it's okay. like, okay. Yeah. Does she? Okay, so she takes him to her bedchamber, and I'm gonna. I want to break that scene down later because there's more to happen. Because now we switch to the brothel. So Bron is finally getting his ride on. He's got him three ladies. And what's so funny about this scene is poor Bron can't get a castle, can't get a wife, <laughs> ain't getting his fortune. He had to save everybody's bacon in the loot train. Uh, loot train, you know, war. He had to save Jamie. He had to shoot the dragon, and he's trying to like. He's trying to get laid off of this in the brothel like I they're going on about the the loot train all their favorite dudes got lost and the, their favorite customers got like killed in the loot train battle and he's like I'm the only person who's actually shot a dragon with a, a thunderbolt that you know and they're like oh did you did that happen <laughs> really they don't believe his ass they're yeah. totally ignoring him and one gets on top to ride him and the other two they're all just still talking about what happened and what I love about the show it was such a funny. Pilot in a lot of ways. It was just so much human. The, the unique jokes between various and Tyrion or, or earlier that I forgot to mention. Like the show has like its jokes. And then it's they uh, they confirm that Ed Sheeran got his face burnt off <laughs> along with his eyelids. So they don't kill Ed Sheeran <laughs> off camera. They just say, you know, when I'm like, how can you sleep without your eyelids? And he's like, all right, all right, <laughs> break it up. And um, then Kyburn uh, the comes walking in. And has this proposition for Braun. and it was like at the queen. The queen has a proposition for Braun. Did you guys think that Lena, Hetty, and Jerome Flynn were going to finally be in the same room together? No, <laughs> no, no. I was like, I wasn't thinking about it. It's been years since this beef went down, and they like were how, like, "How long can they go?" <laughs> right? I think <laughs> forever. I think I think stuff got so bad. <laughs> They were never seen again, and I'm like, oh, so he's going to be in the scene with her. Nope, we're going to send Qyburn in. (laughs) And he says, you know, uh, he tells him this little story. Kybern goes, I thought I was going to die alone and penniless, but the queen, you know, is giving me a title and riches beyond my imagination. Imagine what she would do for you and hands him the crossbow, Joffrey's crossbow, and says, hey, by the way, she wants you to go and murder her treasonous brothers. Braun perfect response goes, that fucking family. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's up? So it was a weird scene. Like, now we've got this, this, I didn't expect this to be happening. I didn't expect now Braun is being sent to murder yeah, Tyrion yeah, yeah. and Jamie. I was like, what? So, and then his, 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 his He's got a cart waiting on him outside with like, did I take? Did I hear that right? He's got riches and golds and gem or whatever stuff he needs Mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. the cart outside. You can have all your stuff, and then there's a bigger reward on the other side of this. So he's like, "Oh, I get it. You can't send an army to kill these guys. You got to do it on the down low." So I guess it's what I'm doing. Hmm.
2: Do you think he's gonna do
0: it? I don't know. I don't think he is.
1: I just don't because, like, because he's motivated by money but he still has some semblance if not jamie he has some semblance of a relationship with Tyrion. But i do you feel, think he can be bought to do that
0: i don't i think i think braun is fundamentally changed i feel like he might be trying to be that guy and i don't feel like mm-hmm. he's a sellsword anymore yeah.
2: i think this is just a device to get him out of town that could maybe
0: work, you know but i mean like his it's it takes
1: like a month we know to get from King's Landing to Winterfell. I feel like by then everyone is gonna be like killerized.
0: No, I really so feel, I feel like, like she wants him to do this and I feel like she's maybe underestimating Braun.
2: I think yeah.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think he's underestimating she's under underestimating him as I well. I don't think
0: she fully listens to details because he actually saves Jamie's life, so yeah, I don't. I think she's underestimating this one relationship. She's not perfect. She's and not God s- either.
1: Why send Braun and not someone from the Golden Company?
0: Well, she's got to. She's got plans for those guys, but oh, Braun's okay. not got them. Better Braun's in the brothel getting ridden by three girls. What's he got on his plate? Nothing. You got nothing on your schedule? Then I'm going to send you over here to kill these dudes. Mm-hmm. She yeah. likes to create chaos and just the whole idea of handing him the crossbow. Just the whole poetic justice of this. Again. I don't think the show is, like, always maneuvering every single thing. But, again, it may flip on us. I just love thinking about what that could possibly be. It won't go any way that we think it's going to go. So now we're in Cersei's bedroom. She's done the deed with Euron. He want, he's, like, trying to get her to tell him, like, give him a, a Yelp review. Do I get five stars? Do I get five stars? Was that better than, like, the fat king or your brother? And she's like, you are a dish bag." But she's very distractedly sitting here thinking about what? <laughs> the she's think about the <laughs> elephants. <laughs> she sits down, she's like,
1: I really wanted those
0: elephants. <laughs> <laughs> probably the entire time. Urine's probably pulling out all the stops. He's doing stuff he hasn't done before. He's trying to impress her. He's doing mouth stuff and finger stuff and elbow stuff and He's trying. He's probably just. He's doing all the maneuvers, and she's just like
1: Elephant. elephants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: why couldn't they have gone on the ship?
0: <laughs> yeah, and then she calls him arrogant, and then she says she likes that, and then it's kind of like, okay, you've been fucked, get out. But here's what's really crazy about this scene to me: it's again, it's a small scene that I think something's going on. What is up with her? Why did she sleep with on? Why did she do that? I, I think
2: I think it was I mean I think she first of all she, I don't think she doesn't trust him cuz he couldn't he can just be like fuck this I'm just going to take my dudes and bounce Possibly but then you know they probably would be like well we want to get paid I so think that-
1: she feels like she has him on his finger Yeah Um did I say that right I don't know But you know what I mean like she she knows that <laughs> speaking of another, she another maneuver has, <laughs> she has something. <laughs> oh my god uh, no, she knows that she has something to, to offer him. And I feel like in, in a certain way, she kind of has to trust because I, without, without that trust, I don't think she would have, um, counted on Euron pulling that stunt he did in the dragon pit. Um, and so if she is, she's concoct- concocting this weird plan behind the scenes, he's part of it somehow.
0: Yeah, she's playing him. It's yeah. just so
1: weird. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, does if she, she needed D, does she get up from the throne and then what? And then realize, oh, Jamie's not here anymore. All right. I guess you can come. I mean, if, but like- if it's
0: D, I mean, well, I guess this queen doesn't really get out whole like, like, I don't see her like, you know, she can't hit grinder. Like you don't want anybody from flea bottom. because we going to talk about your business. And she's already got this dude. She doesn't really give a shit. So is it about getting some D and setting him no, up? No, it's a calculated, th- it's a it's a calculated move. Yeah, because
2: she she realizes that she knows that she's
0: got some sort of golden vibrators and stuff. She doesn't.
2: Really she's got it. it. She's <laughs> got it. It's like it's it's the carrot. There's a carrot dangle. Yeah, I mean you have to. I mean you yeah. have to give the the nibble, otherwise you know Unless, something could go wrong. He
0: said, and then he does this thing where he talks about putting a prince in her belly and she touches her stomach. So that had me wondering. Are you not pregnant and you're you're manipulating everybody with the baby and now you're going to use your on to get you pregnant so you can time the shit out and then you can you can play like it's Jamie baby, his baby, somebody baby.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know if weird. that's the I don't know if that's the show's way of of saying, "Oh yeah, she's lying," cuz you know they don't come out and say that shit directly. Right. Um so I don't I don't know. I really don't know. It's very interesting.
0: And then when he leaves after he says that, she looks like she's about to cry. Like she gets emotional.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I there's a lot of stuff with RZ that that is just like what is what's going up. Uh well ha what's up with yeah. her?
0: Okay. We gotta get uh, I feel like I don't know how long we've been talking now, but I'm gonna I don't wanna like zip it along. But on your on ship, we do have um <laughs> Rob McElhinney and um Martin Starr uh get just get shot right through the eye.
2: It's Martin Starr from uh, uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah,
0: it's Martin Starr (laughs) and Rob from, um, there's a whole connection between D&D and these guys and and Rob. And one of the directors on Game of Thrones also directs Always Sunny. So there's a lot of, and then they're all friends. And so um, D&D wrote uh, an episode, directed an episode, and wrote an episode of Always Sunny. And then this is him kind of showing up on the show so he gets shot right through the eyeball, along with Martin Starr, right next to each other. And then Dan Hill, the writer of this episode, gets—he's the one who gets the axe to the face as Theon's coming through the door to rescue Ara, uh, Yara. And I knew she was going to do something. I didn't know what it was going to do, but I love that Yara just headbutts the shit out yeah. of Theon, <laughs> and then helps him up. Yeah, she's just she's a she's just like that. I love that Yara is just like that. She's just like yeah, yeah. I'm going to squash beef right now, but I owe you one. Right. And she
1: doesn't have to say that's for like abandoning me. Like the show doesn't have to do that. Like, yeah. yeah Theon again, it knows. Just, it just treats us like so well. Um, but no, I, what I, what I liked about this is that the, the show is taking time to redeem Theon. Cause I feel like in, in all the craziness that is the show and all the moving pieces, if anyone, it, it, could feel very easy for Theon to like fall by the wayside, um, but I think this is setting him up to to make that ultimate sacrifice in the Battle of Winterfell, yeah, dying for House Stark. It make it made, makes the most sense for his character, but then again, the show can completely twist the other way. So, but I like that they're they're they haven't just like ignored Theon because they've spent so much time with him throughout the eight seasons. God, it's, um, it's just
0: been a, such a painful, torturous journey for this guy. It really has, yeah. And then, you know, it, we're on the ship, on the Greyjoy ship, and like Yara reads her brother well and, and actually honors it when she says, I know you want to go fight for the Starks. Mm-hmm. That's really cool that she does that. Yeah. yeah. That she's not like giving him shit, you know, you're a turncoat. It's like, no, you're right, you know, she's and then the she says. She's
1: the first said, Greyjoy to, to recognize that he has an allegiance with, with, uh, with House Stark, yeah.
0: Yeah, because he does say, you know, you're my queen. I'll go wherever you want. But he's got that miserable look on her fa- on his face. And she's like, you know, what is dead may never die. And he's like, what is dead may never die. And then it's like, but go and kill the <laughs> bastards anyway. Yeah.
2: And and she can, she comes up with a, um, a, like a, a strategy where she's like, if they need to fall. Uh, well, well, Euron is out, you know, doing his thing. He can't hold the Iron Islands. I'm going to go back and take it. Mm-hmm. And if something goes bad over there in Winterfell, they need a place to go where the dead can't come.
0: Right, because they're surrounded by. And water. I was like, "Oh, that's clever, huh?" I didn't it, even it think really of that. It is really clever, and, yeah. and it was it was crazy to me that like the
1: first thing that Yara was going to do after she was freed was not only yeah take back the Iron Islands, but to create um, her first priority was setting up a safe place for Danny to retreat. In case, so I'm like, she's still like in it, like she believes. Yeah fully in what Daenerys is trying to do.
0: Yeah, she she's got it, you know. She really it's also probably helps that she thinks she's cute. Uh no, I'm not putting it all on that. No, Yara is a she's a she's a good strategist. They made that
2: that oath. She
0: keeps her word. Yeah. She mm-hmm. keeps her word. So and I was I was wondering and this is just an aside. I don't know if we have we're gonna even have the room or the space to get to the Greywater uh watch. That's where the reeds are. Uh, it's also surrounded by water, I want to say. And it also has an optical illusion yeah, it's like of moving. Yeah, it disappears uh. into the mist and moves around. So that could be very discombobulating for the dead. I don't know if we're going to go there. I feel like we haven't set it up, but probably not.
2: Well, we just sort of left Mira. She just walks off. She's like, I
0: helped you. He goes, yeah, you've been, and thanks. And that, that's thanks. all I get
2: <laughs> is a <it> thanks.
0: <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. He's like, this cast is too big. You got to go. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I just know that it's been predicted in the book. So it's just they talk about House read and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know. So there you go. Uh, Did we want to talk about the themes or any kind of stuff like that? Did you want to? You know what I love? I I have to say uh, uh, he's just a dirtbag bag. But uh, one of my favorite themes, and they're all really my favorites, is when I hear uh, Euron's theme. The da, 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 He's got such a badass Oh, theme. yeah, yeah,
1: It's really cool. What is...
0: It's, uh, so, it's so squad. Something yeah, something like, like that. that it's just...
1: Yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah, so Yeah, which awesome. is the complete antithesis to, like, the really beautiful Greyjoy theme, which is just the... <laughs> 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 it's just a blunt object. And they've got this
0: beautiful, gorgeous, flowing thing. And he's just like, I'm going to go fuck the queen. Um, so, Winterfell. Uh, we've got Varys, Tyrion, and Davos. It's so lovely to see these three guys hanging. We've been seeing a lot of, you know, the, the original buddy movie was Varys and Tyrion. And yeah. then you had Davos sort of squared off with John. Want, I still
1: want five seasons of Varys and Tyrion in, in that in that just, carriage. Just, <laughs> just those like... two in the carriage.
0: That's it. Just a road trip. It's just one one big long road trip around what whatever's left of uh, the Seven Kingdoms. But just seeing the three of them together and kind of them talking about their stuff. You got they're, they're talking about the Northmen and Davos is making a point to them like they're stubborn as goats. You gotta you gotta uh, get their loyalty and you have to earn it. You know you they don't just hand it over. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing comes easy here. We send 11 year olds (laughs) back to last hearth with like five dudes, you know, in the middle of a White Walker army shit going down. So, you know, this is how we are. And he is proposing that John and Danny get married. And like the proposal is the thing. And I love this little exchange. <laughs> Tyrion's like they do. Ma- they're looking down on John, uh, John and Danny, like chatting it up down below in the on the Winterfell grounds, and they're up, you know, looking down. And Tyrion goes, "They do make a handsome couple." And Varys like, "You overestimate uh, our influence." This is Varys. You overestimate our influence. John and Daenerys won't listen to lonely old men. And Tyrion says, "I'm not that old." <laughs> not as old as him, looking up to Davos. Our queen respects the wisdom of age. And then Varus says, of course she does. Respect is how the young keep us at a distance so we don't remind them of an unpleasant truth. And Tyrion says, what is that? Varys, in his deadpan way, nothing lasts. Like, you bitter old queen. <laughs> Very ominous.
1: <laughs> I was just, but also. But again, another great line. Oh my the res- God, the writing on this. Is uh, how the
0: young keep us at a distance. Are you like, kidding me? Wow. What the fuck? Now I get it when people are like, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm like, oh, you're doing it to me, too. <laughs> I agree with Davos. Nothing fucks you harder than time. Uh, so yeah, we see the we see now we dip down to the Winterfell uh, grounds and you have Dan and Johnny talking about how Sansa straight razor hates Danny. It's a problem. She's like, look, I don't need her to be my friend, but if she doesn't respect me, and they're about to get into this when the Dothraki roll up and go, look, you kids, they ain't <laughs> eating all their Happy Meals. They've only had like sixteen sheep and a couple of goats and a mountain lion or whatever they said, you know, in Dothraki to her, and she's just like tells John, you know they're barely eating this will hearken to something for me like they don't like the north and they're you know I feel like that's a misdirection like she says they don't like the north I don't think she knows this about her dragons maybe she senses that I know they can be a little sentient with Mm -hmm. their riders Targaryens but I feel like something else is going on this is where I want to go to that theory again lightly just lightly that maybe, remember how Viserion and Rhaegal, when they were left behind in Marine and they were chained up and Tyrion went down and let them loose? Because he was like, you can't keep them chained up. They'll yeah. get small as cats. So they had to grow. And they have always been smaller than Drogon, who's gotten, who's gotten almost as big, if not as big, as uh, Balerion the Dread, a famous Targaryen dragon. So they were small. But it goes in there, right? And it's just him and Varys. He has that wonderful moment with them and the speech. And they, like, you know, I think it's he He's like, Mine now. Do me. Do me. And he lets him go. But they don't, like, bust right past him and go out the door. They don't. You see how later they got out of the pen and they just knocked a hole yeah, in just, the door? Yeah, yeah They exactly. were like, fuck that door. I ain't yeah. going <laughs> to, fuck that. I'm going to make a hole. So you don't see them. You see them chill and go back into the dark. And say, I wonder if these two dragons are not eating because they sent another dragon near
3: mm.
0: a dragon that needs to be born, or maybe they're mourning their brother, maybe they're mourning oh, the loss too. of the Syrian. They're feeling like something's up that could be like not eating because so anyway, um so that's. Kind of uh, before we go into the dragon dining room, saying, do we want to say anything more about like what's going on with these two characters here? Well, when
1: Danny says, you know, I'm her queen, she needs to respect me. I feel like this this attitude that she has, this unshakable dedication to her sh- her subjects being one hundred percent loyal to her, right. is exactly what we saw when uh, she and John were first met in Dragonstone. And I feel like Sansa is not the kind of person to be to be doing that with. And I feel like that attitude is if she continues with it, it's not gonna land her in the best of places.
0: It's gonna fuck her up. Well, she had the same
2: attitude in in Marine. She did. And the other places. She's like, I freed you, you're free. And they're like, uh you know, that doesn't mean that we're gonna just follow you. Yeah,
0: Daenerys is she's we've seen a lot of her mistakes. Yeah. We're getting to. It's a, like
2: she's making the same one over there We're getting there, to our, a major
0: one, too. So, yeah. So, uh then there's this dragon flight scene, which, I mean, how glorious. We were on our feet. Yeah. We were screaming the entire time. Yeah. But the lead up is, <laughs> you know, again, <laughs> the entire episode, like the whole show is like, you're Aegon Targaryen, you're Aegon Targaryen, <laughs> you're Aegon yeah. Targaryen. And the dragons are like, yo, <laughs> you're Targ. So the first indication is that Rhaegal is like sniffing at him, like, "Hey, buddy, what's up?" Like he's like he's almost familiar with him. He's he's comfortable around Jon. He's like, he's not looking at him or anything.
2: Was he the dragon that was sniffing him down in, at uh, Dragonstone? No, that was, was Drogon. That Drogon.
0: That was Drogon going, "Hmm, hmm. you smell targy." <laughs> and Rhaegal's like, "Oh, he's totally a targ. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. He's totally a targ." And not only is Rhaegal. To me, I'm, I'm reading this into it. He's like, not only are you a Targaryen, you're my rider. Because he's named after his dad. Yeah. He's literally named after John's dad. I can't call him Aegon yet. It's weird. I don't know if I'll be able to call John anything but John. So uh, they finally, he takes flight. And he's, there's this whole thing like, how do you ride a dragon? She goes, nobody knows how to do that until you ride one. And we had this whole funny thing where he gets on the dragon and he is just hapless as shit. And <laughs> then we just- know the behind the scenes is, The Kit said, they call that thing the buck. They call the dragons the buck, and it's a pneumatic device that they built, right? And he said he got on board to do this scene, and one of his balls (laughs) got caught on the rigging of the buck. (laughs) Oh, no. And he said, so this entire scene, I'm like going through this with my ball, my testicle, (laughs) And he he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't, didn't stop it down and be like, "Yo, let's let's fix this rigging." You <laughs> have to see the clip because because Kit is just like, that's probably too much information," but he's just wanting you to know hear, how horrible like, can it was. You hear like
1: the crew like laughing off camera. Yeah, they like, just Sorry. laughed. He just,
0: <laughs> they just paused for it. It's like, I love how everybody in this cast by now is like, <laughs> "Shit happened, stuff just went down. Fuck it, we just had a good time." You know, like even when they're they're interviewing like Sophie Turner, she's like, "Yeah, this is her shit." <laughs> she's talking about Winterfell <laughs> she's like this is her shit so he was just like yeah and because the one thing I loved about Kid was when he was doing season 7 anytime they interviewed him he would just sit there going yeah it was raining it was mocking me he just wanted you to know how much he just <laughs> suffered for his art and this time he's like yep my ball totally clinched up
2: well like like in, in the um, the one you know the, the those exit not the exit I don't know what they're called just a
0: little vignettes of, of, yeah, of them, their well, first day on set. Yeah, and with
2: Amelia, where she was like, I felt I was falling off that horse. Yeah. You know, just like, and she's like, yeah. can you please stop <laughs> filming right now?
0: <laughs> I'm 22 years old, and I'm falling off and this I horse. And I just cried. <laughs> and I have brain tumors. Um, so anyway, we, we get into this gorgeous flight. And then he, like, he's, he, because he is a tar, he's a fucking Targ, he gets pretty much... He gets it down pretty quickly, and next thing you know, he's steering yeah, Regal yeah. like to his old hunting grounds. Yeah. Just like he just takes his horn or his what are those scale things, whatever those are called, his spikes, and yeah, zooms <laughs> him down there. Like all of a sudden, he's like, you know, I'm fucking Virgin Airlines. We're going down <laughs> for a landing. <laughs> so he takes him down, and, and and I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he takes Regal down, and then Danny follows him to this waterfall that this mm-hmm. beautiful waterfall and it's his old hunting grounds from when he was a kid so isn't this the same place that he took grit and lost his v card
2: no they they that was no, a different that cave? was, that was north wall. of the wall
0: okay so this was just yeah. sort of a but this is a hard like, spot what is this boy in caves and his ladies yeah. i don't know i'm just saying is there a cave under the waterfall i feel like there is i, feel like I this thought is this i thought dude. that's
1: where the sea was going i thought they Me were too. gonna have a cave sex scene like <laughs>
0: Yeah. But the two of them, like Kit and Amelia, are so like, even when they kiss each other on the show, they literally go Bleh, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They literally when they did the sex scene, they were like, Oh my God, this is so gross. <laughs> they can't, just, like, I can't. they I just like I can't film that? <laughs> can't. You remember when they filmed that? Yeah. So, um, but he finally and he flies over uh Over Winterfell before they end up going to this waterfall, and the look on John Tyrion—I mean, on Tyrion, Varys, and Davos' faces are like, "What the actual fuck?" (laughs) Because not only has he bent the knee, you know, not only is all of these people worked up, he flies over Winterfell—the thing that horrifies all these Northmen. Now the king in the North is perched on the back of this fucking dragon, and they're like, "What the hell? How come
2: someone hasn't put that together?" Because don't you have to be a Targaryen see, to see? I don't ride? know
0: that these guys is that know the, the lore. I don't think that the maybe somebody in, deeply in the Citadel will know that. Maybe Jan, Jan, uh, uh, Sam will discover that. But I don't feel. Yeah, like, I don't
1: know if I don't. I don't feel like it's a common. Yeah, it's thing. a rule for the show. Seems like but, Dragons yeah. haven't been around for forever, right? So,
0: you know, maybe Tyrion knows that. Maybe Tyrion recognizes that when he flies over. Maybe that's the look on Tyrion's face is like he's a fucking targ. You know, because he reads all the stuff. He, like, his famous book was the book of all the creatures, and he is a dragon dude. He's a dragon nerd. So I feel like when yeah. he looks up and sees, that's the look he's getting. Those two are like, oh, is that John? And he's like, oh my god, only Targaryens ride dragons. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So then they're ha- they're having this scene where they're kissing, John and Danny, the times when they're not trying to vomit, and the dragons are just. Being, they're doing the creepy brand stare at first. I'm just like, <laughs> what is this? Our dragons like, yes, yes, because you know, we know that Targaryens, um, straight up are into incest. Yeah, there's the famous Targaryen that has Nymeria and the other two sisters. I think wasn't he like sleeping with all three of his sisters? He was like shacking up with him. Brothers and sisters have married each other in the past, and also we know Danny's creepy brother was like into like touching her inappropriately. So <laughs> I was at first I was interpreting that of like these dragons are just too much. Y'all just need to back up. But then we had this moment where John looks over his shoulder at Drogon, who's just dialed Straight into up him. heart them. Is that? And again, I think. I, I want to say it was uh, Benioff who says this, that, you know, it's it's that moment of him going, you're a Targ. I've been sniffing you and feeling you out. And now that I see you, and at first I was like, is this jealousy? Is this weirdness? Or is this recognition? Finally, mm. it took the dragon like a couple of moments. But you've flown with us and now I'm looking at you. You're a Targaryen. Is it just mm-hmm. one more hitting us over the head with it? I don't know. I think I think it is a
1: look of recognition.
0: Yeah, I think it's like you're, I would agree. you're one of our homies.
1: Yeah, I'm um, also going to be keeping an ear out this season for more of um, John and Daenerys' love theme that was introduced last season. Um, and oh, that's right. I'm going to yeah. be keeping out and see how that evolves after they, they know the truth. Um, let me play it real quick, just in case you don't sure. know what I'm talking about. Sure. Yeah, there's a little something like this. Uh. so we've he- heard that a couple of times now um and i'm just interested so sad. to see <laughs> it, just it is sad. a little sad it's not yeah. you wouldn't think it's a love theme it's- it actually is quite sad but um but no yeah i'm gonna see how it evolves and how their relationship evolves with it so yeah
0: it's interesting we're gonna go to the forge real quick so gendry is making a glass axe for the hound who's giving him shit hound is not impressed by anybody he's like "Oh, you trying to brag on yourself and hound goes you know who makes weapons for the wildlings cripples and cocksuckers you know he's just like and Fuck not,
1: off. <laughs> it, it's not a scene with the hound if he doesn't say cocksucker at least once
0: yeah he's kind it's of like, like our uh, he's like a, who's a dude from deadwood uh, <laughs> he's like he's just a guy and, he, and then you see uh, Arya comes in and they have their moment the hound and Arya and uh, she's like he's picking on him she goes leave him be and the hound says I heard you were here you left me to die Arya all about the facts goes well first I robbed you <laughs> He goes, yeah you're a cold little bitch aren't you guess that's why you're still alive and that's as close to a hug as you're gonna ever get yeah. between these two people Yeah, that was yeah. their hug go fuck yourself go fuck yourself he respects
1: her so much I feel like there wasn't he he, really does it wasn't
2: even like a small little smile at the end no you know not like you know that Sansa smile where she's walking out and you know yeah I
0: think he gave her a little bit of a smirk though I mean he gave her like a friendly smirk and that again that's a warm hug for them seriously mm
2: -hmm. yeah
0: um, and then we have a moment between Arya and Gendry. A lot of people were feeling this. A lot of people were all about Garya. They were all about, oh, is this going to happen? I don't know. I think if it's going to happen and they live, it's going to be off screen. Something that we imagine off in the distance. If they live, sure. But are we going to have time I'd, for I'd it? To s-
1: I, I mean, like, I don't, I'm fine with. Or without one I mean if I had to pick I'd probably just be like Arya doesn't need any romantic storyline but if it if it's something they want to show up and the both of them survive the end of the season it could be nice to, uh, to set that up and have the you know the story live on after the, the season ends and yeah. you can feel like oh now they're you know now they're good they're going to be together but I don't need
0: to see them together no like, I don't need yeah. to see them like sitting around like stabbing things in the evenings, with hot pie, you know, <laughs> for sport, while he cooks them, you know, venison or fancy breads. Um, so I do know that the the uh, she gives him the plans for this thing that she wants to make, and it's it's got two parts to it. It seems like it's got something that um, I want to. It looks like a spear, maybe. I feel like it's a spear. Yeah. Um. And she's looking at maybe it's two different kinds of metal, but we know this. This is what's happening. Um. So the Game of Thrones well, weapons master Tommy Dune described uh, this new creation, this design. He said uh, there's one creation in season eight that is absolutely phenomenal. It's a showstopper. Um. Uh, that was great to finish. It was great to make. Great to design. Um. And it's about reverse engineering and making it into two items, so it becomes split in two. And I feel like it's the marrying of Either Valerian steel and dragon glass, or mm. it's just Stark forged steel and dragon glass. Uh, whatever Gendry's into doing, and I feel like b- there's something magic in in the weapons that he makes—the war hammer, the axe he made for the Hound. I think all of these things are part of the lore that we're gonna read about. If we were off, way off in the the, the future, we'd be reading about like how these weapons came to be. So it's very important that Gendry. Um, Robert Baratheon's bastard, uh, is making this, these weapons for, you know, specifically for Arya, the faceless man Stark.
2: It's like it can, you can come up and then you, she can fight with both hands. She could be, yeah. Because you know?
0: she does do all of that stuff. You know, we go back to her training in the House of Black and White. So what does that mean? What are we doing to that? There is some, uh... There's some posturing out, there, theorizing, and it could be tinfoil, that um, she will be the one who will kill um, the Mad King. I mean, not the Mad King, but the Night King. There's a whole bunch of theories out there about that. We'll talk about it later. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm not even going to go down that road. Um, I don't know. I feel like the Night King is yeah, – I'm not going to say it. Um, so now we're in Sansa's chamber. She's over here checking her texts. She's reading all her <laughs> ravens. And just kind of like chilling and plotting and thinking and trying to figure out how to provision all of these motherfucking people who just showed up to her house. And John comes in and I think there's a moment where he kind of breaks... He's trying to boost Danny to her. He's trying to sell Danny to her. Yeah. And I feel like there's a little bit of an ice melting situation here, slightly. And... He's like, do you not, like, have faith in me? And she's like, of course I do. But, like, did you bend the knee because it was the thing to do or because you love her? You know? So I don't I'm know. I'm thinking
1: just both. Yeah? Honestly. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Um, But I think we are seeing a little bit of a thawing there. I don't know. She might just be like, I'm tired. I have said that in a moment. week as fuck that bitch. I mean, I'd we'll love see. for for
1: Sansa to come around, and they could they could be uh, a pretty cool duo. Um, but it just kind of kind of depends. I think right. it, it'll ultimately depend on how Daenerys uh, reacts to finding out that Jon is um, the one true heir. So we'll we'll see how that turns out.
0: It's all gonna change all these relationships, isn't it? Yeah, and probably not everybody's gonna be jumping up and down about it. Uh, so now we're in the, uh, library, the Winterfell Library, and we <laughs> talk about something that just did a 180. Uh, this got memed a lot last night on Twitter and continues to be. So Jorah is, like, so happy. Uh, he's, uh, he's told Danny that Samuel Tarly, or Sam- Samuel hasn't used his last name, Jorah said, this dude totally healed my grayscale. And she wants to come in and thank him because she loves her knight. She's very dedicated to him. And she comes in to, like, thank him. And she's like, look, you're so awesome for doing this for Sir Jorah. If you you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a promotion over at the Citadel, reward you. And he's like, well, I could use a pardon. And she's like, what is your crime? And he goes, well, I stole some books. And she was like, and then her and Jorah are like, isn't that cute? He's so cute. <laughs> yeah. He cured the grayscale and he stole some books. Oh, <laughs> sweet. And then he says, and then I stole uh, a sword. She goes, from the Citadel? He's like, oh, no, from, it's the house sword, the Tarly house sword. And she goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> Not Randall Tarly? Tarly? He's Tarly. Like, Tarly? She goes, He's my father. Randall Tarly, he's my father. And she's like, oh, shit. I offered for him to retain his lands and title if he would bend the knee, and he refused. And now Sam, this is, oh, my God. John Bradley, can we just talk about his him and his two scenes, his two major scenes in this episode? He just killed it. Absolutely So it. you would think, I kept thinking, and I said out loud, he's going to laugh. He's going to do something strange. He's going to be like, he's going to see a side of Sam we haven't seen before. He's like, oh, my dad's dead. <laughs> he's upset. Yeah, I was expecting that. He loves his that. father. Yeah. He loves his family. And then he goes, well, at least I'll be allowed home again And my brother's lord. And then it's like, oh, shit. Danny's like. Your brother stood with your father. And the yeah, watch. The
1: whole time I'm just like inched up on my bed. I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. It's getting
0: worse. I can't. And he basically just implodes with grief and is just like, I was so shocked by his reaction. Yeah. And then he thanks her for telling him. And she, you know, she tells him straight to his face. She doesn't try to sugarcoat it. Mm-mm. And then he asks to leave. I was just like, even everybody in the room was like, "This did not go the way we expected." Yeah, yeah. So then he comes. He just he goes flinging out the room. You know, he's just like, "Fuck!" He goes out in the room, goes out into the courtyard. Who has been sitting here all day? <laughs> <laughs> Who just sitting here out in the street? And- <laughs> All day. I mean, does he eat? I haven't seen Bran eat. He doesn't drink wine. I don't even know if he's going potty. Is he just, internally, is he just turning into a tree? Is he turning into wood? I don't know what's happening. Before, but there's, Before
1: I move on, can I say one more thing? Sure, about, uh, sure. Just what, what the whole Sam thing. I feel like this episode was so interesting in that it really sort of pitted um, everyone close to John against Daenerys. Like they yes. took it was Sansa, it was it does Sam. Yeah. It was and you're just like, this is really not how we thought it was gonna go and like Good story point. of our lives with this season and the show.
0: Um and that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. I Totally overlooked that point and it's a major point. This is a turning of the tide. So he's out in the courtyard and goes into to Bran and he's like, what are you doing here? And Brand says, waiting for an old friend. When I first saw this, I'm like, is he waiting on you?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: You know? Uh, and then because he switches. Brand is, again, Brand, Brand has no, he's just says stuff. We don't have time for this, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so he's in this moment. He goes, waiting for an old friend. And then he, when he sees him, it's like, it's time to tell John the truth. He goes, wait, no, you're his brother. Should you tell him? And he's like, I'm not his brother. And he mm. isn't his brother. He keeps yeah. telling everybody, "Not Bran, not Bran, <laughs> not a man, not a man. I'm almost a man, but I'm mostly a tree because I've been sitting out here in the fucking street all day like a fucking weirdo, staring at everybody, not peeing, not drinking, not doing nothing."
1: Oh, I just uh, thought I just when he said that I thought like, yeah, they're not brothers, like because he's a Stark and because he's Jaws he's his cousin.
0: That's true. I guess that is true. Maybe I'm reading more into that. You're right. He isn't his brother. Hmm. Okay. And uh, he trusts you more than anyone, and now's the time. So here's here's poor Sam holding these two things in his mind of, like, this bitch just executed my pop and my brother, and I got to go tell John some shit? Yeah. And Brad's like, mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, it sucks about your parents. I mean, he didn't even say that. He's like, yeah, I don't know about that, but you got to do this. It's like, Okay. Oh, my God. Um, So, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, it was an interesting moment going back to that, how brand works. I feel like there's there's a specific way that it's an imperfect way that this happens. So, yeah.
1: And I think it makes 100 percent sense for it to be Sam and not brand, because I saw people like, well, brand. Why didn't he? And I'm like. It's the same thing with like Tyrion and Cersei. You know, John at this point, three eyed raven thing aside, just doesn't know Bran because right. it's been a couple of years and he's missed some really important stuff that's happened to all of his siblings, siblings, quote unquote. Um, but he's known Sam throughout this journey as he's left Winterfell for the most part of it. They've been together. Um, so it and it, we wouldn't, I don't think we would have gotten the same emotional payoff. We did we did in this next scene that we're gonna talk about. Yeah. If it was Bran. Well especially um, Bran Because you know Bran would be like, You're Aegon Targaryen. <laughs> you're Aegon Targaryen. And then just wheels away. Like <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wheels away and then stops at the stairs and being like, uh, John, can we talk about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Can I get a giant? You're the king, you're the true heir. Can we get a ramp in Winterfell, please? Thank you.
0: Please, Sansa, for the love of God. <laughs> ADA this shit. Uh, So now we're in the crypt, and so we see that it's beautifully lit. By the way, this is beautiful the way uh, they put this together. It's just gorgeous. We're in the crypt, and John is lighting candles. He's gone down there to think. Lots to think about, you know. Totally, everybody's not into his new lady. Shit's already reeling, you know. And he's gone down there to mope. You know, Brand's weird. Sans is mad. Danny's like, I need your sister to like me i got my ball crushed on the back of a dragon today like he's just <laughs> going down there just trying to get some me time you know so and what what's weird is when sam comes stumbling in you know because he's been talking a weird brand in the courtyard he's like i know i'm not supposed to be down here why does he say that
1: because he's not a stark that's what is I that thought.
0: what it is that the crip is only for that but robert <laughs> baratheon comes barreling down there well, you know he, in, he was the, the king well, I guess he can go wherever he wants. But is that like a rule? I think so. Are there crypt rules? Like you don't go crypt walking if you're like...
2: Because I think it's like underneath the, star- the Stark residence or something like
0: that, right? It could be. I don't know. It's interesting. So, But John is happy to see him and pulls him into a hug. John's finally like, oh, so i can finally fucking hug. Everybody's yeah. so weird today. <laughs> you know, everybody's being yeah. so fucking weird. I try to kiss my lady and the dragon's staring me down. I don't know what that's about. And now, like, oh, thank God. Somebody... Who's my familiar? Who's my friend? And he just pulls into a hug, and then you're like, uh, you're like, holy shit! And this this moment had a parallel too, didn't it?
1: Yeah, but this yeah, mirrored there's...
0: something. What did it mirror? Am I being it obby about it?
1: Mirrored, um, like Ned and Robert being in the in the crypts together. That's true. definitely, I think so.
0: And also mirrored a lot of things that go down in the crypt, like when Sansa and Arya like reunite. Yeah. And oh, yeah, um, yeah. there's just a lot of things that go down in that crypt where it's like getting, this is where the heart bedrock of the story is. This is where the secret is. You know, we're looking at it in plain sight. There's Lyanna right there. Yeah. Right there, you know. And there's Ned who held the secret. So then, you know, Sam, Sam has had a moment. He's he's pissed. You see, not only is he heartbroken, but he's angry about what Danny's done. Yeah. Going off of your point of like, this spins us off in this different direction. This is where the Avengers destroy New York. It's like the fuck <laughs> you know you murdered these people and he's coming at John like you know you showed mercy why didn't she do that he's like oh, you know I wasn't the king Let's can we play this clip I, I'm not going to do this for the rest of the show but I want to I wanna play this clip because I think it's really important uh, to yeah. hear how it went down
4: I've executed men who disobeyed me you've also spared men thousands of wildlings when they refused to nail I wasn't a king. But you were. You've always been. I gave up my crown, Sam. I bent the knee, I'm not king in the north anymore. I'm not talking about the king in the north, I'm talking about the king of the bloody Seven Kingdoms. Bran and I worked it out. I had a high sepsis diary, Bran had, whatever Bran has. What are you talking about? Your mother was Lyanna Stark. And your father, your real father, was Rhaegar Targaryen. You've never been a bastard. You are Aegon Targaryen, true heir to the Iron Throne. I'm sorry. I know it's a lot to take. My father was the most honorable man I ever met. He said he lied to me all my life. Your father, Ned Stark, he promised your mother he'd always protect you. And he did. Robert would have murdered you if he knew. You're the true king. Aegon Targaryen, sixth of his name, protector of the realm, all of it. Daenerys is our queen. She shouldn't be. Truth, you gave up your crown to save your people. Would she do the same?
0: So John is basically telling him, you know, all this stuff. And then the look on his face. John just can't say shit. He's just speechless, right? He's just like totally speechless. He's gone through all the emotions of what are you talking about? I wasn't the king. What do you mean I'm that guy? What do you mean that's my, those are my parents? What do you mean Ned's not an honorable man? What do you mean? He, you know, he said, like, we try to keep you safe. All of this happens. And then John's just standing there like, he just puts his purse down in the moment, like, what's going on? Uh, yeah.
1: Like, so, like, that just changes so many things for John. Like, that, it's it's crazy. Like, it's not only him finding out that that he's, like, the true heir. It's that he put down his crown for someone he thought was the true heir. Oh, he's also in a relationship with his aunt. And, yes. like, there's a lot of things going on. And yeah. it's crazy. And, and, again, like, I feel like for him, even if Ned did lie to protect John, he has banked... I mean, John has banked everything on the fact that he was the bastard underdog. That he succeeded... Roasted to ranks in spite of being that bastard. But now and he's it, had
0: to live that. That's been his entire persona, his whole thing. Exactly,
1: Yeah. And now everything he knows is, is a goddamn lie. Like it's, and he, and I think Ken Harrington played this so well. And I, he said in the, inside the episode, he was talking to John Bradley, like, how am I supposed to play this? Yeah. Like his whole world is crashing around him. Like, this is not good news for him. No,
0: this is like, not. this is I
1: terrible, mean- like life changing sort of shit.
0: And the Targs may be down with, you know, getting it on with your sisters and your brothers and your cousins and stuff, but the Starks are not. This is not how they roll. So the Stark part of him is like, ew, what? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, you know, Sam is like, you're the true king. Aegon Targaryen, sick of his name, protector of the realm, all of it. And Danny is still struggling. He's still in the moment. He hasn't transitioned at all. He's not handling this at all all like he got on the dragon was like I'm riding a dragon Woo! I'm gonna make it do things and now he's sitting here going but if I go up against her it's treason And, and Sam is fucking pissed he goes no it's the truth you gave up your crown to save your people would she do the same so so and Sam is brave all these moments that he's been you know beat down and been quaking in the presence of people Sam is standing here going no this bitch right here is a problem yeah and you're king of the whole thing, dude. So I don't know what's going to happen. And I, don't I don't know what's going to happen.
1: I don't happen. think Daenerys would give up the crown. No, I don't no, think
0: she I would. Think, I don't, I
2: don't think, think so either. That's the
1: crazy part. I don't think that's something she can be like, oh, well,
0: okay. Because all Here the shit go she's gone like through oh, as yeah. well. She got yeah. sold to a cow. She yeah. got raped. She walked out of some fires. She had to like, be talked talk to her like an asshole this entire time. Uh, held she's, captive, she's gone all the shit so she'd much, been through. Yeah, yeah, and she's not gonna be like, oh, oh, you're, oh, you're right. Okay, yeah, oh, all right. I'm your aunt. And it's your no. It's not gonna happen like that at all. Like nobody's no. gonna be like, hmm. It's a big moment. I don't even know if I want to talk about it so much, but I just, it was a big moment where when he finally knew, I was very satisfied that he was just like, I don't know whether to shit or go blind right now.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: you know when you had the you had Liana in the background you had Ned in the background you know their yeah. statues there and it's like this is a lot there's a lot that's happening right now
1: yeah and can I can I point out the the small musical set that was happening as as John was like coming to terms with it like it's very soft and in the background but all we can hear is the and again I think It's I I think that sort of further proves my point that every time we hear that main titles theme, it's it's something directly related to or expressing the idea of the scope of the story. And John finding out that he is the one true heir that is going to have it has huge ramifications for the story. Um, yeah,
0: because he's been, roll- like you said, he's been rolling around this entire time going, titles don't matter. And yeah. Sam's like, oh, but they do, though. Yeah. Everybody's been trying to tell you. Lady Lyanna's calling you the king of the north. That mattered. And now I'm trying to tell you that doesn't even fucking matter. You're the fucking king of all of it. Yeah. And it matters to us because of the way you are, the way you rule, the way you sacrifice, and the way she just doesn't. There's no mercy in this person.
2: Well, how do you think his, his, his family and... The the Northmen are going oh to God. respond to that.
0: Oh, they're going to be squading up going, oh. Uh, well, okay. so But no, because he is, is a Stark and he is a
2: Targaryen. Yeah. Yeah, he is the dragon and the wolf.
1: Yeah, they're going to the the be like, wolf. well, we named you King of the North. Then you gave that up. And then you're the actual king. So we went through all this bullshit. Yeah. nothing. No one's gonna. This be happy. is gonna explode. I'm like nervous now for the
0: like. Like nobody is gonna be making some big old pie with pigeons in it for him. There ain't gonna be no doves flying up no pies for him. Nobody's well, gonna be sitting around well, going. Well, no, mm. I'm
1: wondering like, is John not gonna say anything? Is Ooh. he? Is he gonna keep
0: that? Is he not gonna tell people? No. He didn't tell anybody he died. Not only is he the king of the seven kingdoms, he's a resurrected king of the seven seasons. He's not seven kingdoms.
1: I don't know if he's going to tell anyone.
0: I don't know.
1: Could you imagine? Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't know. Then we have the small scene. We're going to go into the, the last hearth. This is the Umber's Castle. So Ned's rolled back. He's trying to He's trying to go roll back. Again, I'm with you. The whole setup for this thing is you send an 11-year-old out there yeah. with just a handful of dudes to go get some wagons and shit and get ready to like come back, and then they're going to snatch you on the road. So the thing that we feared... He ended up on a mead carton. I didn't even. In, I King's didn't even landing.
2: expect this to happen. I just. I, this like, was totally well, out I-
0: for me too because you got to, uh, you had Tormund, uh Beric and their wilding crew yeah. roll up in you know Last Hearth, Hearth because they're trying to get back. I didn't and, even realize it
2: was, it was that I thought they were in there I thought they were still in Eastwatch. I think they
0: were in eastward that's gone
2: I know but I, like like parts of like they oh the yeah thing fell I and was they a little survived. bit confused about
0: where this was I thought it was one of the night Swatch castles as yeah. well I didn't I didn't even you know didn't even put two and two together because I mean there's no sign there's no mailbox you know they don't have like a lit up you know number on the castle <laughs> going yeah. last heart and so, we don't know the
1: umber sigil. off the top of we head,
0: don't know so. any of that. Yeah. yeah we only so, knew where
1: we were until we saw that umber. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, Eddard and, and the Brothers of the Night's Watch, you know, he's the captain of the Night's Watch, or the the main dude. They roll up and they run across each other. It was a great moment. This The, the roof is missing of the, the castle. There's snow falling down, I think, hearkening what's going to happen at the keep and all, all the places. Dragonfire's ripped off the roof and... There's little splotches of uh, blood on the ground, but no bodies. So yeah. we, we already know We're like, yeah. shit's going to be real. But then they they meet up with each other, and Eddard's like, stay back, he's got blue eyes. And Tormund's like, I've always had blue eyes. Um, <laughs>
2: that, I, was, that was nice to see them
0: join up. Again. I just love that yeah. guy. I just love that actor. It's like, oh, he's safe. I love well, both of these actors. Again, yeah. I could watch poor an entire man. show with just Eddard and Tormund. Yeah. Just those two, you know. Um, and then they find poor Ned – that doesn't just like not make it back home. He makes it back home, but it gets nailed in a pike in the middle of this Mandela, this design we've seen over and over again. The children of the forest, but that's also the the Karstark
2: um, sigil.
0: Is it? Yeah,
2: because remember when they talked about the Karstarks earlier on, <gasps> when we saw that sigil yeah. going by. It was this, the the um the sun with the with the uh, sun rays coming out, and it was the exact same thing.
0: Oh, wow. So we know that the Night King is intelligent. We know the mm, Night yeah. King is, <laughs> he's the dude underneath in the, the he's the untethered, or he's the tethered yeah. going, yeah, while well, y'all run around having a good time, I'm over here in this icy place <laughs> with my full head of knowledge, and I'm mad. He's really, really mad. And he leaves this message, and, and again, I think the message is that he wants to be uncreated. I think he wants to be, he was made by the children of the forest in that place and is forever locked and forever mortal, immortal in this thing. And I think he wants to be free, and I think he wants to place places with, john or he wants someone to kill him maybe he's on a big death wish yeah. but he's heard, he's just leaving these messages around like he nails an 11 year old in the middle of this thing i didn't even know that sigil in this dr- just i was like what the fuck but when <laughs> you well, made me jump because Torman was like sitting there explaining yeah. stuff to the guys and the kids like
2: because it was like the way cause yeah. we would turn it we turned around and then because we saw him on the thing we were like oh snap where we just got hit with that train and then all of a sudden we turn back around and, and the kids behind him and all you see is these fucking blue eyes behind him. And I looked at it, I was like,
0: oh shit. Yeah, I jumped out of my skin <laughs> because of his reaction. And then it was just and then he starts screaming, you know, you come screaming awakes. Apparently everybody comes a zombie differently because the original zombies in the forest. They were quiet. Well, yeah, like the little girls just girl. like girls just stand like What's up? <laughs> but Ned was like Maybe Ned was really mad He was like I told you guys Not to send me back home Just to get wagons and shit And I'm really really mad And he was reanimated He was mad And then Beric Has to kill it with fire Yeah What a horrible way to go For Ned Umber
2: <laughs> Oh man That was That was
0: nuts <laughs> Jesus So yeah That's your message Um, The road to Winterfell So we're back at the road We're where we started We're bookending Our visuals Less dramatic entrance, shall I say. There's a hooded figure riding amongst the the riffraff of the streets or of the probably the bannermen who are being called in. They're all kind of making their way in. And um, I just – I don't know why. I was just so like not even thinking about who it was. I think I called Jamie right before he pulled this. Yeah, yeah. Because I I was the same same way.
2: I was like, who the fuck is this? And I was trying to think – uh, who who could it be? And then, all the
0: players are in the house. Yeah. Well, I
1: thought I thought when they were in in last hearth and they were rounding the corner, I thought they were going to run into Jamie. But I was like, oh, that doesn't make any sense because last hearth, last hearth is past Winterfell, so right. Didn't
0: I didn't. Yeah, i I was just. It took me, but right before, I was like, it's gonna be Jamie. Yeah. 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 And this is probably of all of the moments, and there were so many moments in this. You know, f- we're riding dragons, and, you know, we're being told we're Aegon Targaryen, and we're having like standoffs, and we're cutting eyes, and we're having all these reunions. And then you're thinking, this, this thing could have ended with killing the thing with fire being like, here's an ominous note of more to come. But no, this is not what Dan Hill in the writer's room does. We had this guy roll in again to the courtyard. Guess who's mm-hmm. sitting there? Been there all night. <laughs> now it's, what, morning? It's like 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Ain't moved. Just sitting there. And Jamie is is probably the most satisfying reaction I've seen so far of reunions. Yeah. The one mm-hmm. where I went, this is the thing, the show, you expect the show to do that it never does, and then it does, and then you're surprised.
2: I Again, I did not see this. I mean, first of all, we get... We didn't know it was Jamie. Then we like get hit by that train. And then it's like Bran is sitting there right behind him.
0: Bran doesn't say anything. I'm but like, we would go back to his words that were ringing in our ears, waiting for an old waiting friend. Waiting for an
2: old friend. And exactly. I just went. Oh,
0: Jamie's snap. face. Nicolas face was just.
1: He was, was just perfect. like.
0: What the. And our, our, our last
1: like final pilot parallel of ending the episode with, with Jamie and Bran.
0: I saw we'll this was love. also a,
1: a heavily memed moment. Yes. I saw, I saw <laughs> one with like the Kill Bill <laughs> sirens. I saw <laughs> <laughs> like like polka and circus music. Like <laughs> it was great. Oh, my, oh God. my
0: God. But see, and here's what I predict what's going to happen. It's not going to be anything like because again, Jamie's going to go, I'm really sorry. He's like, I'm not Bran, but I'm really sorry. I push you. I'm not him, but I push you. That was my fate. Uh, he's not, I don't think it's going to be exactly don't worry about it. I think he's just going to be I think he's going to say something back to him that's just going to put the fucking fire or he's going to say you're going to kill Cersei or he's going to say something to him that's going to be like highly inappropriate and awkward and just straight to the point. He's not going to be like, no, we could. He's not going to be any of that. He's just going to be like, yes, you're blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's gonna Blurt what? something back. It, at him. Well,
1: here's my question. I, I forget. Does does anyone currently in Winterfell know that it was Jamie who pushed brain out the window? I
0: don't think no. anyone knows this
1: because I thought. It was just Catelyn who, who either knew or like assumed,
2: right?
0: Did she ever know for no, sure that no, it was Jamie? She, she oh, thought it was. Uh, she thought it was Tyrion. Tyrion.
2: Hmm. Wait, no, no. She thought it was Tyrion that
0: tried to kill him after had, the fact. Yeah, no. Took everyone still.
2: Everyone still thinks that he fell, like slipped and fell, just because oh. he was always climbing.
0: So I don't know that anybody has this intel. So Bran is going to be the one who goes not only do I know it firsthand or I don't think he remembers when he, when it first happens to him before he becomes the three ad Raven, he can't remember. Right. He comes to, and they're like, what happened? And he's like, I don't remember.
2: No, but he sees
1: that. But vision. I think he knows now. that Oh, not oh the, yeah, he does. Yeah. It. But I don't know if it, it's, it's going to be the other thing. I don't know if he's going to say, like, yeah. I, I think, I think if, he knows that by him saying it, it's gonna distract everyone.
0: Sansa, the Starks are at breakfast the next day, and they're all just sitting around. And John and Bran are just sort of staring at each other. And Sansa's like, "What? What? You fucking weirdos! What is it? Somebody just spit it yeah. out!"
2: So John
1: holding— gonna go.
0: You don't want to know.
2: John's holding his his uh, secret, and Jamie's holding his secret. Right, they're just sitting there at breakfast, yeah. going like.
0: We just hear, like, <laughs> the sounds of Winterfell. It's and like crunch, crunch, like crunch. Chewing on bread. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. So, uh... How you doing? Did so, you John, is there something sleep? you'd like to say? mm <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh
0: my god okay so uh i'm not gonna do our usual sign off with where to find us i think you know where to find us by now uh i know it's been a little long it's gonna be game of thrones it's going to happen we're gonna break it down this way uh i hope you enjoy it and people tend to we you know we have a lot of people who are waiting um for us to talk about it they're doing their own podcasts. we have some friends who have some awesome uh podcasts i'll pitch those next time uh, if you're a Game of Thrones addict and want to just know where all the podcasts are. So, um, but this has been fun. I've loved this with yeah. you guys. This is the first time we've done this with Andre. So this has been super fucking fun. Also, yeah. And now you're the music too. So
2: you're part of the, the live watch. That's right. Like I know. You know, it's crazy. How cool is that?
1: It was really like, cool.
0: Were you anxious all day? I mean, I know you had a lot going on on Sunday.
1: Yeah, no, I was, I was excited. Um, and weirdly, after I was like, just a tiny bit emotional because I was thinking, "Oh shit!" Like, I'm like part of it, yeah. Now, like I'm not watching it in a vacuum anymore, no. and like just seeing everyone talking about it after Twitter and seeing all the hilarious memes and be like, "Oh shit!" Like this is what it's like to watch it live. So, I'm sad that it took me this long, but <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. I'm I'm really surprised though that I I didn't at the where I where I had to work today, I I didn't talk about it with anyone no one brought it up but hmm. somebody one of the people that worked there i saw was wearing a sweater that had the sigil of the starks really the wolf head. And i was like oh that is very cool they got merch but I, I i didn't i i thought i would see you know a little bit more you know out there maybe in the smaller offices it's like that
1: well their numbers were up this year as well they had 70 17.4 7, million views for the premiere as opposed to last season, which was only, uh, I say only, but like 16.9. And that's um, the
0: one they know about. There's so many people who like pirate the show and torrent the There's just... Also true. If they, actually, yeah. if they actually counted the people who like, it's probably, I mean, I'm not exaggerating, probably around the world, the people who torrent this thing, it's going to be 100 million. I mean, easily. The people who just like <laughs> talk about how they get it. I mean, you're talking about the people who subscribe to HBO and yeah. and the people who are doing it legally. So how many eyeballs saw it? At least 100 million. It has to be, right? <laughs> 50 million. Call it at least that. Yeah. So, I
1: think a lot of people did what I did, which was, oh, it's the last season. I'm going to catch up so I can be part of it now.
0: Right. So. And jumped on board.
2: <laughs> I think it was...
0: a uh, jumped uh, so on I... <laughs> the last <laughs> ship leaving. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you handed over your coin. Going <laughs> <Can laughs> to get on the ship to go to Bravo's. So I just need to get over there for a minute. They have all the flat screens. Um. Yeah, so we're gonna be back we're gonna be doing this um for the next five episodes oh my god it just said five episodes there's only five more episodes so five more fuck. um you guys take care of yourself I don't get the pox uh because you might die within the year <laughs> you do get the pox please report yourself at the brothel um and yeah I don't even know how to sign off of this thing
1: Ed Sharon I hope you still have your eyelids
0: that's good enough Uh, we'll see you guys next time bye guys
1: bye Game of Thrones